welcome to another sensual episode of Battle School Dropouts. We're coming at you with our special Valentine's Day episode. That's right, we've watched the first six episodes of My Love Story, and we're here to talk about romance and just get into what love really means. I'm joined as always by Bakri. Hello. And joining us today, we've got Felicia. Hello. And Bernadette. Hey! And yeah, this is a podcast about anime. We watched a romantic show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, before we get into all that anime stuff, Felicia, Bernadette, how are you two doing? I'm well. (laughs) You're like, we're well. We're well. I'm speaking for both of us. I'm doing I'm doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. That's good. You know, I, I, I kinda wanted to save this big question for, for later, but I figure oh. no time like the present. Um <laughs> Bakri and I talk about this all the time uh, on the podcast. And I guess to clarify for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Felicia, you're dating Bakri. Oh, oh yeah. That. You're yes. da- you're still dating me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hell it's yeah. It's a wild ride. <laughs> I, I did it. Um <laughs> So let me ask you guys a really big question, just kind of relating to relationships and things like that. Uh, what is your two's relationship with Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh. Um, How do you guys you, feel you about him? Go what do you, I'll go first. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, well, we started off kind of rocky. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't grow up playing any Sonic games. I knew who he was from Smash, you know? Fair, and just, fair. you know, pop culture in general. I think I got... He exposed himself to me. At, no, <laughs> I think I knew about him more and more when I started dating Stu, and then I met Bakery, and yeah. then we just then, started yeah. talking about him, and then I just was there. It's it's know? kind of impossible to know me without learning things about Sonic. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've you know since then I've really learned a lot mm-hmm. about Sonic about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Happy Valentine's Day, Felicia. Yeah. What about you? Well, yeah. <laughs> not not to not to. to interrupt here but like I, I was listening to whatever episode maybe it was the last episode it was maybe, the last yeah. episode where yeah. I pointed out that Bernadette shares the name with Sonic the Hedgehog's mother in, in the comments oh I do yeah. happy Mother's Day happy Mother's Day anyway Felicia <laughs> yeah you've, um, you've got the more treacherous the answer <laughs> what's your relationship with Sonic oh um yeah I didn't really know anything about Sonic except for pop culture it's all pop culture. Of it's all very popular. Before meeting Bakery. And then we all know what happened after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was no you escaping. Know Bakri, you know I don't, what I, happened. I, I don't that. remember this. Like, how soon did I did I bring in the Sonic talk? Like, I don't think I mentioned Sonic on our first date. But maybe But second. it couldn't have been much <laughs> longer. Had to have, though. Maybe. We had a very interesting first date where we talked for like not in a bad way (laughs) just like a sort of abnormal you know oh okay i thought it was normal wait how so oh my god not (laughs) we went went for coffee and then we went for a long walk afterwards a really long walk for coffee pre the sun going like it like at four o'clock and we stopped walking at like 1 a.m. because was it, it was time for okay, bed. Yeah, yes. because you were like, I gotta get going. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> we walked around like a third of Roseville, which Holy is like shit. a lot of walking. That's a lot of Roseville. And we talked the whole time. So like that's sort of abnormal for a first date. I guess I just so. find it hard to believe that 
I don't really remember what we talked about on the first date. Besides hating Mufford and Sons. Yes. Yeah. Wow. No. Besides yeah. that. I mean, if something's going to bring covered, a couple together. Yeah, if there's something. <laughs> or break them covered, apart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we covered so much. I can't. It's hard for me to think that you didn't mention something about Sonic in that span of time. You're probably right. You know, yeah. but it pro- I probably wasn't like aware of the severity of your Se- love for him. <laughs> severity is the right word. And yeah. Now, maybe like three or four dates in. Yeah. Maybe. That sounds right. And you're like, Ooh. maybe. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was by the time we went to get Brother Thelonious drinks that one time at the corner store. Oh. I feel like by then I knew that's, that you were very into. That's date like four or five. I think it was five or six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Imagine like coming back from like that like eight hour walk or whatever, and your roommates like, "How'd your date go? You guys were out there for a long time." You talked about Sonic for eight hours the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. Yeah. The yeah. Whole time. Yeah. His first question was, "What are your thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog?" And he didn't it, even it, ask if I was the person who was supposed to be meeting. <laughs> he was asking everyone in Shady Coffee, "What are your thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog?" <laughs> and that's how you two men. That's how you two men. Well, I can't not keep dating you. <laughs> the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I was yeah. cu- you know I, I was curious if there was like an initial like you like Sonic? I love Sonic. Oh, yeah. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so how have you guys been? Pretty good. It's just same old stuff. How have you guys stuff. been? Yeah. How are you doing? Fuck yeah. looking for jobs. Yeah. I know oh, I say yeah, this every other sucks. podcast. Yeah, it. Yeah. I it's mean, awful. yeah, generally good, but then job wise, like I just quit my job because I hated it. But mm-hmm. so that feels good. Thank you. That deserves an applause, in my opinion. That's a big deal. That is. That is. But I, you know, I'm nervous, but I'm also kind of like, ooh, I get to wake up later than 8 a.m. Hey. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying it while it lasts until the mm-hmm. guilt of not getting a job yet sets it. Mm-hmm. But right now. So, Stu and I are like on a job hunt. Yeah. 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 Fuck that shit. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard. It's awful. Earlier this week, I would like, so I had a job interview on like Wednesday or something. Congrats. And I was like all excited about it. It was mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. I was like, oh, this is going to go great. I know one of the guys and everything. It'll be cool. So Monday happens and uh, I'm like nervous as hell. Tuesday happens. I can like barely sleep. I'm like so nervous. Barely get through the Or I got through the interview. I I felt like it was okay and everything. And then like today I wake up and like I get the phone call. Like, yeah, we're not going to go forward with you and all this. I'm like. Bastards. (laughs) (laughs) How do they do this? Right. Well, yeah. they don't it's deserve fine. you. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's such a weird thing. I know this is like the, the cliche joke that's everywhere, but it's like basically that I don't have enough experience in a certain area. I'm like, well, how do I get experience I, if I don't have yes, the job? Exactly. Yeah. Truly and honestly. Mm-hmm. What does entry level really mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I'd like to enter. Yeah. That's not, not at the entry level. That's pre-entry level. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like actual entry level is like when they take a job that like you're supposed to be paid like a decent amount for and then like make it out to be like a really, really shitty job and then like pay you minimum wage for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I got into my thing. They told me I was, they were like, it's actually a, a data entry specialist and it pays uh, 12 an hour. And uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then eventually I was like, hey, I know. How 
Because I can go anywhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that rules. Yeah. So yeah. just you just have to get scammed, pretty much. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. You gotta get the right scam. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the tough part. Well, yeah. that's what college did. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got the ultimate scam. Didn't yeah. we? <laughs> no, I think that's the part that frustrates me the most right now. I'm thinking about like I like I went just back to school, right? I spent like five years in school and like really bought into by the end of it, like you know, I could be making like 40, 50 grand a year, which is more than I've ever made by like a mile. Mm. So like, wow, like that would be, sure would be neato. And it's been like six months. I'm like, I can't make shit. What is going on? That's <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks out there. It sucks it's out there. Yeah. And then they yeah. tell me that there's a labor shortage. Like, yeah. fuck off. I'm trying. I know. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing that. Yeah. I'm talking to my cousin and his wife recently about how... There's like a labor shortage, but a lot of places are like purposefully manufacturing a shortage because they still want the government funds from COVID. So they're like, we need help. But then they're like, not hiring anybody who applies. Mm. Yeah. Like, that explains so much because I'm tired of people saying there's a labor shortage. Mm. I'm showing up desperate. And they're like, I can't even get a fucking call back from mm-hmm. like a, from some the place that I'm like overqualified for. It's like... Are you kidding me? Yeah. Labor shortage, my ass. It's crazy. It's like the opposite of like, you know, the sort of stereotype of like people getting, say, unemployment insurance. And it's like, oh, well, I have to just like throw out a job application once a week or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just jobs going yeah. like, oh, we, we have we the now hiring to, sign yeah, right we there. We just can't find anybody. Minimum yeah. effort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then collecting government That's checks. literally what it is. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. I had, a, I had a toxic coworker that told me, oh, no one wants to work. Oh, like no one's no one's wanting to get jobs. Like no, they just they just want to sit at home and get money from the government. And I'm like, well, yeah, everyone does. But also hearing, really normal. yeah, exactly. But now hearing this like employer side of the story, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's that's levels suspicious. to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing is like the like I, I think you mentioned that that coworker said like yeah the government's just pe- paying people too much to stay home and it's like they haven't done stimulus in like a year. Yeah, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, unemployment is just unemployment yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, there's no like bonuses to it anymore. It's just the same as it always was. Gotten two months worth of rent for most places from the government. Yeah, right. in total. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. as far as like stimulus, if you weren't qualified for unemployment they didn't mm-hmm. even give americans two months of like median average rent exactly yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. total so i don't that doesn't make sense yeah because what <laughs> like one was like 1400 and the other one was like i think it was 12 the one that's coming up is supposed to be 14 there's one that's the coming first up? one was 12 yeah i've been hearing 14 <laughs> please i need anything i, I know, know. There's a couple things right. yeah because i don't know a, who's qualified though there's a california one that was for 600 recently yeah you got that. i got that one yeah mm-hmm. there was like two six the first one was two was the first one three thousand I don't remember anything. What'd you get? No, it's twelve. I think you're right. It is twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah twelve hundred sounds right. hundreds, which is like the next one was supposed to be twelve two thousand, but then they were like, they gave out fourteen hundred, and then they were like, no wait, no, it's the other way around. They gave out six hundred. I don't remember anything anymore. All I know is Joe Biden said if we vote for him, he was going to give us two thousand dollar checks, and I ain't got shit from that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He said they would go out that day. Yeah. He also said, you know, if we if we vote for him, or if we don't vote for him, we're not black. And, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't like this deal. <laughs> I don't like him holding that hostage. I don't think he gets to have that. That's how it works, though. If anybody's, anybody's, anybody's going to judge who's black, it's the federal government. <laughs> so. I should have not voted and then applied for white status privilege. Hey, there and you been go. like, Joe Biden said that I could give up my black misfortunes if I don't vote <laughs> for him. Where's my white privilege? <laughs> I gave it up. You like you put Caucasian on like, you know, when they do a yeah, oh, to make sure you know. yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, you said you were white. And it's I like, well I didn't vote for Joe, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting pulled over and I'm like, do you know who you just pulled over? <laughs> I'm a white woman in America. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Honestly, if you went to like a federal agency, yelled at them about that, and walked out with them being like, "Sure," you're like, "That's the first instance." Right yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have been to totally change subjects mm. here. I don't know if you guys have been watching any good like movies or anything lately, but Bernadette and I have been hooked on disaster music festivals. Oh, yeah. documentaries. Reading up on some oh, Firefest. Fire oh yeah. Fest. Yeah. yeah. We watched both back to back. We Both haven't seen this, the other one, the Netflix one. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we watched it. The, the Hulu. 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 Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I started out watching the Netflix one, mm-hmm. and then Stu actually watched and the I Hulu. And I started the Hulu. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, but we watched them back to back, and it's really funny. To, it's it's not funny. Like, it's like a, a spectacle to see yeah. a disaster festival and be like, oh, how could they they do that and then like Stu and I are like not the the people who would ever attend these festivals or or anything but it's just so fun to watch oh my god like I can't look away and we just watched um Woodstock 1999 oh that one's on Hulu wait there was a Woodstock it's on HBO 1999 oh HBO yeah wasn't it in 99 they redid it it is. They attempted. Really? Yeah. I never heard of it. Well. It is yeah. fascinating because I didn't know anything about it going into it, and it like it goes from like, oh yeah, like we'll have some music to like, oh this is a, a whole new metal festival, which is already a nightmare, and yeah. then it just turns into like a white dude apocalypse. Oh it no! Is insane. It just turns into yeah. the gathering of the jugglers out of nowhere. Basically, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, worse. Oh no! <laughs> so much worse. No, like white dude just kept destroying shit. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's fascinating. I want to watch this. That's just, you just said world yeah. history in one sentence. I have so- <laughs> Wait, oh, their ancestors, they just knew, they just felt something and they're like, I have to destroy them. Yeah. No, because, well, it's fascinating because they talked about, you know, Woodstock was at 1969. 1969, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was like how people look at it in rose-colored glasses, like this, it was like such a perfect music festival. Mm-hmm. Is like romanticized, and they talked about the 1993 one, I 94. believe. 94. And it had like Nirvana, and and I don't remember the other bands, like what, Pearl Jam? Well, there were a lot of alternative bands. A lot of alternative bands that, that kind of did the whole like 1969, like, oh, peace and love, you know, mm. like just good vibes all around, dude. And then <laughs> 1999 came around, and you got the new metal bands, you got like what, Kid Rock. Oh uh, who oh, else? Nice. There was Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit. Big. Um, oh, I mean, there, there's like a whole like disaster like, that forms around like Limp Biscuit. Classic, yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. and like there were some. 
good bands, but it was just white men, like audience wise and band wise, and it just, ugh, like yeah. it was not. It was just wild. It was destruction. <laughs> there was literal shit everywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> That's also happened at the gathering of the Juggalos. They, do you guys oh. know who uh, Tila Tequila is? Yeah, yeah. 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 I know my space. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah, shot shot at love. Shot at yeah. Tequila. Shows. Yeah. She like she she performed at the gathering of Juggalos one year. Uh, she was like an opener, and they threw shit at her. <gasps> they shit in their hands and they threw it at her. What? They didn't How like her that much. That's so crazy to me to imagine because like who is like I've been prairie dogging for three hours. <laughs> And if anyone makes me upset right now, I've got something ready to go. Like, I can't even poop on command when I go to the bathroom. Yeah, I know. To poop. Like, sometimes See? I'll be sitting there and I'll just be on my phone, like, wait, something's got to happen. I'm sitting yeah. on the toilet. Like, any How do you just stand in a concert and you're like, I've got one right, I'm ready to go. No, I'm ready. I was saving it in my adult diaper the entire time. Like, we kind of touched back on what we were talking about a little bit earlier. You don't really know white privilege until you've had that feeling. <laughs> I shouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. You shouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. Yeah, maybe, we yeah. fucked up so bad. Well, maybe it's a minority woman thing. Yeah, maybe no. minority women can't poop on command. We can't do it. Yeah, we just don't have it. No, we don't. We, we don't just, have it. We were taught to like, oops, like mm -hmm. we can't. You like, were taught to poop in toilets. More yeah. likely to have lupus, less likely to be able to <laughs> shit in your hand on command. Yeah. Yeah. Minority women. Yes. <laughs> we're always losing. <laughs> we're always losing. <laughs> but I mean, at any normal music festival, the bathroom situation is usually like four porta potties, right? That's like, no. imagine no. the gathering of the jugglers. No. Like, imagine how desperate it's that situation is. I've only been to one work tour. Like, that's that's hardly it. strictly is a free, free bluegrass festival in San Francisco. Okay, that sounds and they had like aisles. Of porta potties, uh, aisles, uh, and granted, I went into a couple of them. The poop was almost at the level of the toilet seat. Nice, but they still had aisles. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't see any well, excuse for that. That's <laughs> the the thing with like Woodstock '99 is um, so they one didn't have enough to, uh, like porta potties, or I, that may or may not be true. I don't know, but there I were half a million people there. So, like, how do you oh even God. prepare for something? Half a million, like 500,000 people. 500,000 people. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. There was no limit. and But I think, like, also, they didn't. They just didn't care. Like, they yeah. they just wanted money. They wanted as many people to come as possible. Yeah. yeah. And the tickets were expensive. They were, like, 200 bucks for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah. But then also, so you have the porter potty situation. How good... Enough or not, doesn't mm -hmm, matter. Mm -hmm. You have people who were desperate for like water and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So they broke one of the water mains and water started spraying out oh right next to the porta potties. God. So you have these people hanging out in like what they think is mud, no. but it has been spraying oh, at no. these porta potties that half a million people have been using. Yeah. So there's people just like diving into it, it's throwing like it around. Sewage. They're like, oh, it's yeah. mud. No, like, like, yeah, no, like, not raw sewage, just like. Sewage that came from the port of part. Like, yeah, well, yeah, raw sewage. Oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's about as raw yeah. as it gets, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is my second question. And oh. I'm I'm ready to be told you just don't have enough white privilege. <laughs> How do you ready not smell? You just <laughs> that's what I said. Well, I can't. That's 
god. Like, I was like, when I was watching it, and even when we thought it was just mud, they didn't reveal it was shit yet. Yeah. Like, they, there was a guy that, like, stuck the mud in his mouth, like, and just acting crazy. Oh my god. And I was just like, okay, it's middle summer. It's hot. 500,000 people. Yes. Porta potty's right there. And you're like, the whole time I was thinking, this is, this stinks. Like, yeah. literally stinks. Yeah. And I, but I didn't want to say it out loud because I was like, oh no, that's kind of, that's a gross thought. But no, it just, <laughs> nope, that was yeah, the plot no. line. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what happened. Well, but that's the thing though. Like, your nose only notices like different, like changes in smell. It doesn't notice like constant smell, right? So if oh, everything stinks if everything all the time. Like shit, how do you know that you have poop in your hand? Yeah, your, br- your nose just gets used to it. That makes sense. Yeah. Can you imagine getting nose blind to poop? Oh, God. No. That's a bad time. Yeah, no. I don't want like that. Time. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and to make things worse, <laughs> it was hot, so they had like they had a water so- shortage, like water bottles, or it was overpriced, I think. The water bottles were definitely overpriced. And the mm-hmm. beer was the same price, so people bought the beer more. People were dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Classic. Passing out. And then also, they had water troughs. So that people can like drink water or refill their bottles or something. But people went into the troughs to like rinse off because the they're hot. Yeah. You get the so poop no off. One, and get the poop off. No one could drink it. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. I have to watch this. Yeah. It's crazy. It's on HBO. It is like one of the most fascinating we documentaries watch we're watching. We're watching. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. 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 This is one of After the best podcast, I've yeah. had yeah. in a while. Yeah. I will not say no. It is like. It is like an absolute like Lord of the Flies like descent into terror. It's like starts out and it's like okay, this is probably a bad thing, but like it'll it could be okay. And by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck? Have Have you guys been hearing about this? Uh, well, I mean, we have all heard about it, but the When We Were Young festival. Or oh whatever, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like every every band we listened to in high school is gonna be in Vegas or whatever. Like that's that's gonna turn out really terrible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like the Emo Fire Festival. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, but, and I actually have a friend that like bought a ticket too because she was like, I want to mm-hmm. know what it's like. Wow. <laughs> like she, I think she's fully aware of, of okay, what could okay. go wrong. Yeah. But she wants to like be there. You just yeah. needs to be a ground zero for it. Yeah. 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 But I, mm-hmm. Exactly. And I also had a friend who was reading me all the red flags. Like, I think it like Ticketmaster runs it. And that they have hosted uh, festivals in the past that have been, like, scams. So, I don't know. And then, like, some bands haven't even, like, confirmed that they're yeah, going to be there, but they're listed. Yeah. And I was like, what? But also, I was like, I kind of want to go. Because yeah. I'm an emo bitch. <laughs> and I kind of want to go. I used to listen to Law Dispute all the time on my fucking Zoom. You know, oh, I'd be down. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah, had the 120 gig one with the custom engraving on the back and everything. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was in the shit with Zoom. Yeah. Why aren't yeah. you going? I mean, I thought about it. I didn't know they were on the lineup. They are. They're one of the smaller logos on it. They're like, still a band? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. That's I wild. Mean, yeah. You can bring it all back for that stuff. Because, yeah, like, even I, like, I, I've gotten way back into My Chemical Romance in the mm. last, like, couple of years. Solid. And, uh, I saw that. I was like, oh, that could be fun. But I don't know. I'm not much of a show guy. But honestly, hearing that it's terrible makes me more, potentially yeah. terrible, makes me more, like, I wouldn't go if it was, like, functional, right? Like, if mm-hmm. someone would be like, yeah, the people who do Coachella are organizing this. I'd be like, all right, well, yeah, have fun, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it turning into an apocalypse. Like, we've watched so many 
music festival disasters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's go be in one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could. Well, it's, like, it's a fire fest world. Mm. Yeah. People don't want a good normal festival. Yeah. They don't want a good time. They yeah. want a long they time. They want a crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but like they I think people started like calling out all the red flags and then they actually added two more dates to the show. So now it's like a three day event. Oh yeah. So, I saw that I saw that they, they had added another day but it was the following Saturday. Did they actually make it a full weekend now? I think they did. Okay. Because okay. yeah. that makes way more sense yeah, than the following would, Saturday. Yeah. That was like insane. Yeah, yeah just yeah. chill in Vegas for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Just hang yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> it's cheap. So yeah. strange. Infamously cheap mm-hmm. place, Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very affordable. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, too. Like, it's in Vegas, so in theory, even if things went completely south, there are so many other hotels that you can stay. Like, one of the problems with the Fire Festival was that when people were like, oh, shit, this isn't going to work, let's stay at a different hotel, it was during, like, the biggest event on that island. So all the hotels were completely booked. And you're on an island. And you're on an island. It's not like you can be like, oh, we'll go to the next town over or something Mm -hmm. like that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you, or you can't just be like, all right, this fucking sucks. Let's jump Let's on a get bus. Out of here. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, passports are involved. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The fire festival stuff's interesting because the two documentaries kind of complement each other. Because the Hulu one is about um, the guy Billy, whatever his name, and Billy mm-hmm. McFarlane or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did watch both. I thought I thought we did. Well, they, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because on the Hulu one, they actually interview Billy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the Netflix it, yeah. one is more just on the festival. I feel like and the marketing mm. on it. Well, the the Netflix one is about the festival, but it's also about like the it's it's almost like about like the the people who got fucked over yeah. that were like workers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's almost like the labor side of it. Yeah. The only downside to the Netflix one is it had apparently like final approval by these guys. Yeah, Fuck they, Jerry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. who are. More than likely, like, also kind of responsible yeah. for a lot of the shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's why the Hulu one kind of works, because they all, they're like, hey, these fuck Jerry guys yeah. also kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. But the, you know, it is nice seeing the Netflix one, like, seeing, like, workers that got fucked over by this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It made it way more sad, seeing the workers' point of view, too. Like, mm-hmm. they were, like, crying... Like, one woman said she, like, she worked at the, or she owned the restaurant. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then, like, she was, like, the workers weren't getting paid by Fire Festival, so she went to her own savings. Yeah. What was that, 50,000 of her own savings? And she started crying. I was like, no! Mm -hmm. That was so sad. That was so sad. Yeah. There was another guy who, like, had brought on, like, workers, and none of the workers got paid, Mm -hmm. so the workers started coming to his place, he's like, all right, I gotta jump to a different island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were like American people who were like, "Yeah, I'm like a hundred thousand dollars in debt right now because I I vouched for Billy. He used my card to help pay for some things, and I thought he'd pay me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nasty. No contract or nothing, so I'm just on the line for a hundred grand to a credit card company. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, Messy. What a, what a scummy guy. Yeah. What a scummy guy. Yeah. What's his name? For yeah. Real. yeah. That Billy wants to say. And he was so young, too. He Super was. Young. He was a dumb, stupid kid. Yeah. Like, he was like 22 or 24 yeah, or something. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ugh. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we, we've been watching something lately, but first I have to make another confession, just back to uh, back. Oh, I used no. to be an avid League of Legends player, uh, oh. like eight hours yeah. a day okay. for years okay. type of guy, like way, way, way too much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that said, we've been watching Arcane, the, uh, the League of Legends oh animated series. I found at the table because I got really excited. <laughs> just that one that I fought Good better. <laughs> That show is so good. Is it actually it's, good? It's so, oh, it's I, so good. I know this is I know this is fucked up to say because we we run an anime podcast, but it might be like maybe my favorite animated thing I've seen in years. Wow. Uh, it's 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 ridiculous. I was ready to be like, eh, it's fine, I was whatever, yelling like, at the screen when we finished the last episode because they left a giant cliffhanger, oh, and shit. I was just yeah. like crestfallen that I have to fucking wait until yeah. who knows when to see what happens. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. That's insane to me because if Bakery, if this was just Bakery and I recording this yeah. episode and like, you told me this, sure, I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that sure, tracks. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you right, got right. issues, but yeah. I won't acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that. You're in Felicia Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I heard good things about it. It's not saying I kept hearing people kept suggesting it to us. Yeah, because it's like, you take one look at the thing and it's like, obviously this has a shit ton of money thrown at it, but like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between something that looks expensive and something that just looks good, and this looks good, Mm -hmm. like, all the time. And Mm -hmm. the writing's great, the audio's great, the fight scenes are great, the the characters are great. With the exception of the Imagine Dragons theme song. We skip it. Unfortunately. Netflix has a skip intro button. Use yeah. that. Thanks, yeah. 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 Please utilize that. But other than that, the music's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Everything else. The characters are wonderful. Yeah. Uh, they they really do a great job of like humanizing and like fleshing out these characters. Because like one of the main characters, Jinx, is pretty much just Joker for girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like she's just a terrorist with a rocket launcher. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, I love and, Harley Quinn. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's Harley Basically. Quinn without like, you know, exactly. without being a henchman type. Okay. Yeah. Um no, and that's just kinda anyway. Um like in the game that's all she kinda was. She's like, Oh, she's crazy, she blows stuff up, whatever. And like this like that character in particular, like broke me over its knee. Like she was yeah. such a great character. Like yeah. I was heartbroken by that character. Yeah. You know? Truly. It's it's crazy. It's it was what the shockingly fuck good. Is happening? I know. <laughs> it's insane. Like the third episode, I was like tearing up. Yeah. I couldn't believe what the hell was happening. I was just like, it's intense. It's a very like emotional show. Yeah. It deals with like pretty real issues. Oh shit. Like That's very well say. too. Mm. It deals with them like responsibly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't just throw out like mental health. And like, <laughs> take care of friends yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Revolution and like, you know, it, it like actually does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. What is the League of Legends it's show? A, it's a League, League of Legends, Legends show. What the fuck? I, I was just thought? a shot. Yeah. Not me. I would have been the last person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I should I should address Riot Games. The people who developed League of Legends have been embroiled in like a years long like mm. issue with uh, how they treat mm. their employees and stuff. I think they just mm. paid out some like half a billion dollar class action settlement yeah. or something like yeah. that. But like, there's a lot of issues with that company, and I don't mean to say everybody love Riot Games, go play League of Legends or whatever. Uh, but like, that's sort of on an executive level, and I I I feel remiss if I didn't acknowledge the amazing work that these creatives did because they're not yeah. necessarily the ones who did all that shit. So yeah, like, yeah. the economic level, I guess, is kind of fucked up. But like, 
that show is one of the best things I've seen in years. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. insane. Hopefully, it's not out. not the case that like the 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 lead creative director on that show is like, hey guys, here's how we're gonna do all this emotional stuff. It's gonna be great. It was I'm gonna leave. I gotta go sexually harass some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go steal some breast milk out of the fridge. The, yeah, the, that was that was a blizzard. Not not right, but um. Sorry. sorry what? <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. Yes. Gaming news time. Like to know yeah. Let's talk about, about let's talk about blizzard sexual <laughs> harassment six months after every YouTuber has shut the fuck up about it. Exactly. Oh, there we go. Yeah, well yeah, I need to hear this. Uh there's uh Activision Blizzard. I was talking about this the other day. They were under fire for like really oh, yeah, truly the, horrible. The awful tweet thing or whatever. Awful tweet thing? Well somebody or not um, a professor oh, was, in class yeah. that mentioned that for like worker satisfaction he's yeah. like ooh and, um. and, and for, <laughs> for anybody who isn't familiar they're the people who do Call of Duty mm-hmm. Starcraft uh, World of Warcraft stuff like that Overwatch mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of big games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've had a like a real culture of like horrible workplace harassment, particularly like sexist, sexist and stuff like that. And uh, it came about that that some people had even gone as far as to like steal. Like, I guess you know, you're 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 you have a, a newborn child. You're like recently back to work. You have to pump milk at certain times, mm-hmm. and then you keep it in like a refrigerator or something. You can bring it to your kid when you're home. Uh, people had been like guys had been like stealing it breaking into wherever it was and, like, stealing it for a gaffe or whatever or, you know, some other nefarious purposes. Like, heinous, disgusting shit going on. For funsies? For funsies? I don't know what else to do. I I can't possibly begin to imagine why they would do that, you know? They were drinking it. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. From what I've heard, like, allegedly, like, the whole thing is you have a lot of guys who have a very, like, fraternity kind of mindset. Yeah. And um, they go to work, they drink a lot of beer, they hang out, they do, they just get with their bros, and they start acting like frat guys. Uh-huh. And they absolutely, like, just tear into and harass, like, the female coworkers there. So it's just a fucking terrible, toxic environment. And the thing with, like, gaming the gaming industry in general is that there's this, especially if you're newer, like you should be thankful that you're there. You you need to be, you know, like, so like you're, you're expected not just by your, your managers, but by your coworkers to put in long hours and to really work. So like, imagine having like feeling obligated by the people around you to work like 10 or 12 hours mm-hmm. and then also be harassed by like hella frat dudes who are just drunk in your workplace. Yeah. And are starving your newborn child. Also, seriously, yeah. I'm yeah. suing the balls off of these people. Mm-hmm. Their balls are and being sued off. also but, oh, yeah. have just cut the balls off yeah. of these people. That part and pending. And fed them to my newborn <laughs> post six months of age so that she could eat. He or she could yeah. have the... Yeah. I'd cook up some bowls for my baby. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry I starved you for the first six months of your life. I'm making up for it now. Have some protein. With 3,000 men's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) 3,000. Barbecued. Well, one of the the big things was, um, so there's the character McCree in Overwatch, who's like a gun guy. Um, They had to change his name because he was named after one of the developers there, which, okay. Maybe not necessarily a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy was one of like ten dudes 
who were like in this like big selfie photo with a big photo of Bill Cosby right as he was like indicted for people. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, they had like a like a dudes only break room called the Cosby Room or something like that. Some, like, something like that. Something Some, along those lines. Like Cosby. truly dark shit. Truly, uh, truly heinous. So they yeah. had to change McCree's name to like what was it like Cassidy Jones or Cass- something? Yeah, like I, some think, I think Cassidy Jones cowboy is right. name. Yeah. yeah, and they also have a policy now that they will not name any character in a game after a developer. Mm. It's Smart. like holy fuck. Yeah, your people are that bad that yes. you can never do that again. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and I that cannot. sucks too because like, like you as a gamer girl, like as someone that has. <laughs> Applied to a couple uh, production companies mm-hmm. and that who need graphic designers. I'm like, I'd love to work for this company. That's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, to think, like, there are just dudes that are there that are, like, hazing or just being stupid. Yeah. And just, like, there's now there's really not, like, a chance, it feels like. Like, why even try or like why i don't want to run into that situation you know that sucks and that's the really tragic thing about it i mean think of like how many great creatives that the game industry could really use that Mm -hmm. would now never dare even show up in that space because of all those shitty guys Mm -hmm. you know so you know fry them fuck it yeah 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 (laughs) fuck fuck all that shit Yeah. yeah but like on the other hand though like when this kind of shit comes out, right? Like you're just, you know, it's like, all right, I'm never buying. I was like, I'm never buying another Blizzard Activision game again. And yeah. it's like, well, that's the easiest fucking boycott I've had in like a million years. Like World of Warcraft sucks. Warcraft <laughs> Three Remaster sucks. Sucks. They haven't released like they released like one game in the last like two years, and it sucks. Like these guys have just released trash for like a while. So it's like. Oh no! I can't spend money on StarCraft Two. Like they haven't yeah. released anything for StarCraft yeah. Two in like a year. Like this is the easiest boycott of video games I've ever had in my life. Yeah, like I, I I'm pretty sure I ended up deleting my Battle.net like account. So like, not only do I not play those games anymore, well, like the games that I owned digitally are now gone. Again, those I haven't played those games for fucking years. They're not yeah. good. Like so, it's like it's really easy to you know sit here and be like, I did my part, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I know. Any other day, you know. Yeah, like compare, like comparatively, like with EA, like I still kind of feel bad about buying the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh yeah. But like, I didn't buy that because you know I'm a I'm a good game. Right. Yeah, you're a good guy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like every time Blizzard announces something, I'm like, I I I can't care because you've only released trash. Mm -hmm. This is so easy. This is the easiest social protest I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) Well, we just have to find Bobby Kotick's house and, like, beat him up, I think. That's how we show that we're good allies. That's the name of the CEO? CEO? Who's Bobby Kotick? Somebody important up there. Someone someone important. Are they not, like, purging all of their management and upper management? Is that not something they're doing? Not really, from what I've seen. It's kind of one of those things where it sounds like some guys are going to take the hit on this one, but... You know, if you have a hundred people who are the bad guys, ten are really going to be like, oh, you're the bad guy. You're right. out of the industry right. forever. And the other 90 will just move into other places, yeah. probably. Even the, the CEOs, if anything bad happens, the way their contracts work, they still get paid out, even if like they go to jail oh over stuff. God. So That's what I've heard. That's all allegedly. I don't yeah, know yeah. shit about their contracts. <laughs> don't fucking come after me for slander or whatever. That's just what I've heard. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's fucking heinous Crazy. shit. Yeah, over fucking video games. I can't. Yeah, I don't. 
video games are so cool. Like, why do why do people have to be shitty around video games? You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, that's not me saying, like, oh, let's just ignore it and play video games. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's such an interesting and cool and, like, fantastic medium for, like, new ideas and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. the fact that, like, like I was saying, like, so many creatives are, like, you know, pushed out of this space because they don't fit in with that cool club is fucking heartbreaking. It yeah. Sucks. What and you have like stories of like like where crunch kind of comes from, right? Is like I, and I don't know all the stuff, but like from what I've heard on the surface, like people working at Bungie and working on Halo, like they put in hours onto that game because they really believed in it, right? Yeah. You know, and I've been there. I've worked on projects where I'm like, I'm gonna spend twelve hours a day. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this. I want to mm-hmm. knock this out, and I think that's really beautiful and. When it becomes an expectation that you need to yeah. put in this time because that's what we need and all that jazz, whether you believe in the project or not, that just sucks, yeah. man. And that's what I mean because video games are like bigger than movies at this point. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's because so like there's no way that an industry becomes that big and doesn't become as gross as yeah. Hollywood or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had the the gamer pedophile thing that we've had with films, but. Maybe it's around the corner. Yeah, it's coming down the pipe. I'm there. sure. But, um, that I hate. I hate. I hate. I hate that arcane is tied to this because, but but it it is inextricably like yeah. something you should know. But yeah, that that show's real good. It's it's made by some people that I like. I, I feel like uh, there was a lot of heart that went into it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't just like some you know, Marvel movie thing, let's throw a whole bunch of money at it and, like, make some money off of it. Like, it feels like someone somewhere, like, really took a part of themselves and put it in that game. Mm-hmm. Or in that show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. If you can stomach all that, definitely check out our game. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm on board. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like good TV. If yeah. You can believe yeah. It. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, I mean, we, we have proof. Even even without yeah. a frame of reference in League <laughs> of Legends, <laughs> it's still enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was fully prepared to like, for, for us to watch the first episode, and Felicia go like, yeah, and I'll be yeah. like, oh, I'll watch it myself. Yeah. But like, yeah. And we, we were both ready for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were yeah. both fully expecting to hate this. Yeah. Exactly. I was expecting well, her to hate it. I was expecting me to be like, oh, neat. I like those characters. Yeah. And then, you know, keep watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Just solo that. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into the anime and stuff, I got, I got one final question. What's your guys' Valentine's like ritual do you guys do stuff on the 14th or do you guys how do you guys feel about valentine's day as a whole i think we do a lot of our usual but we like spice it up a little bit like like we'll make fancy cocktails and then hang out and watch a movie which yeah yeah, you know pretty normal yeah Yeah. i think before like we would like go out to dinner or something once in a while or like you know for it but like our first valentine's day we like I made you the Sonic thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it all comes back to Sonic. Of course, it, it always does. Of course. <laughs> what, sorry, what Sonic thing? I embroidered a Sonic the Hedgehog onto a shirt for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's very cute. He made me brownies. Yeah. It was very yeah. sweet. Um, Sonic themed. Yeah. <laughs> Can't escape. You're like, all right, yeah. this is just it now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> we, went, we went, we went, we went somewhere. We went like on a hike or something like that, didn't we? Was that Mm-mm. no? I thought we went. Somewhere. I thought I, I remember handing you the brownies in the car. We were going somewhere, but I don't remember where. Mm-mm. No, we, ended, we were at Uncle Junction. Oh really? Yeah, because oh. you had just started at Infinity that day. Oh, that's right. 
gotta bleep that part out. Let's oh, talk sorry. about where I used to work. But <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's right. I at that time we were living together at Uncle Junction at the time, mm-hmm. and and um, what was it? I got let go from another place, and I was scrambling to get a job. I had an interview on the thirteenth, and they were like, "When can you start?" And I was kind of like joking, like, oh, "I could start tomorrow," and they were like, "Sure, great." And I was like, "Oh, oh shit! Oh, fuck. oh, oh God damn it!" Um, yeah, so I had to start my first day of work at that place. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize what day it was. not really do much for <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's mostly just like a, it's like a precursor to my birthday and a excuse 19th. to buy mm. really cheap Good candy t- the next day. I just oh. use it mostly for like getting, well, I use it for getting conversation hearts for half off on oh. 15th. You like have conversation hearts? I love them. I feel like I'm going crazy. I've always known those as sweethearts, but people call them conversation hearts. I know. I've always known them as sweethearts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I've always they said candy called... hearts. Candy hearts. Yeah. yeah. I feel I like everyone's got a both. different name for it. Well, I a, think the knockoff ones are called conversation hearts and the real ones are called sweethearts. Okay. But I okay. always say conversation hearts because some people get the get confused between sweethearts and sweet tarts, uh, which are different. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like both of them, but... That makes mm-hmm. sense. That makes yeah. sense. What do you guys do for Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, what, what, what are your traditions? <laughs> so we've had two Valentine's Days mm-hmm. at this point, and both times we've gone to this, like, Mexican place mm-hmm. that we really like. Oh. Uh, Socolo. Socolo, yeah. In, oh, in I know who that is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we've gone there both times. And yeah. The first time we went, we actually, like, sat in. We got, like, wine. It was pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. Then last year we did it. It was, you know, lockdown and COVID. Yeah. So we ate back here. <laughs> it's still really good. Yeah. I just remember getting a margarita, and it came in the same thing that you would get, like, beans from a Mexican like, place. Like there. a soup container, almost. Oh, yeah. like one of, those, one of those little, like, just the plastic, like, Styrofoam. A... Yeah. Oh, a styrofoam. Yeah. Oh, my God. That it, was it wasn't styrofoam. Oh, it was, oh, okay. it was plastic. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Like yeah, one of those, like, like you have a couple in there, right? Yeah. Those yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like cheaper Tupperware. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, all right, yeah, sure, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. You gotta make the most of, of yeah, COVID, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah, mm. I think we watched Love Island one year. Nice. Oh, yeah, good. that's that's kind of fun to, like, mm-hmm. watch. <laughs> romance so, like, of the ages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I love me a good trashy romance show at this point yeah like, we, we watched a little bit of f-boy island and whatnot too yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was that a lot was of fun. fun yeah yeah um i uh we exchange gifts that's always nice yeah. and i i used to hate valentine's day like i used to be a cynical bitch and always be like <laughs> valentine's day. well because i was single but like valentine's day you know like it doesn't like it's whatever it doesn't matter you just buy gifts for your partner whatever <laughs> i don't have one but i'm i'm bitter whatever <laughs> But then, yeah, I met Stu and I learned, like, oh, like, I kind of like the corny shit. Like, I like that stuff. And it's cute, like, going through the stores and be like, ooh, that's a heart shape. Not <laughs> Stu. Like, my brain is like, what? Like, I'm in love. Like, you know, like that stuff. So it's really cute. And then one time's not on Valentine's Day, but Stu told me that when I'm, like, about three beers in, I get nostalgic about our relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's cute. I like that. I like that cute shit now, which yeah. is like maybe a perfect uh, segue into the anime that we're about to talk yeah. about. I suppose so. Yeah. Talking about, talking about cute shit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I gotta do that real quick. 
Do we watch the first six episodes of an anime called My Love Story? Quite uh, I think it has exclamation marks. Oh, it uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a real cute one. Um, Vakar, you want to give us like the lowdown as the the my love story expert? Yeah. So my love story is about a, a very very large, very intense thirty five year old middle schooler named, <laughs> uh, named Goda Takeo, uh, who is he is best friends with this other guy, whose nickname is Suna. I don't remember the rest of his name, but Suna is like a really classic handsome guy. And all the girls always love Suna, and including any girl that, that Takeo might like. And that's just how it's always been since they were kids. One day, the two of them encounter this girl named uh, Rinko Yamato, who is uh, being assaulted by a man on the train. Takeo steps in, and they, you know, that's how they meet. And now Takeo thinks that Rinko like or that Yamato likes Suna. But in actuality, she likes him, and they're doing this, like, will they, won't they, like, they don't realize that the other one likes them. It gets real cute. Very mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's a real real cute show. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia, Bernadette, whoever wants to jump in first. What are you, general thoughts. What did you guys think of this show? Uh, it was adorable. Like, I, I don't think I've watched <laughs> an anime that was this cute before. Well, no, I've watched some pretty cute anime, but this one was really romantic and... Like, you know, it goes into sort of like that adolescent relationship kind of mm-hmm. thing of like, oh, I want to hold her hand. <laughs> like, oh, I really like her. She likes this guy, you know. Other than the fact that the main character, remind me his name again. Takeo. Takeo. Mm-hmm. Takeo. Takeo. Yeah. Takeo is um, this gorilla man. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not a junior high school thing, but... <laughs> It's still really cute. They they introduce like these really generic romantic tropes mm-hmm. that I'm usually a sucker for. Like I watched it, I went to it, I was like, okay, it'll be cute, but I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of these, and I was like, aww. <laughs> and also, but I don't know. Like he's he's so it's so odd and cute, but he looks like a man, but yeah. it's still kind of cute. That's yeah. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it, it was very adorable. I wasn't expecting to like it that much. Same. It was super cute. I know. And also just Takeo is so ridiculous. <laughs> I was laughing like pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Every yeah. single thing he does is like very hilarious. He's like way over the top. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cute. That's yeah. all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Cute and good. Yeah, because he kind of defies what you're supposed to expect about him. Because he's like this ten foot tall, like <laughs> giant human being, <laughs> and he is instead like very emotional. You know, a bit dense, but mm-hmm. he he really cares about uh, Yamato. So yeah, mm-hmm. and his and his friendship and his with friend, Suna. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like he, they have a very good friendship, a mm-hmm. very adorable one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a sucker for, like, those tropes. Like, I mm-hmm. like the whole, you know, romantic, also, like, oh, he likes my friend. Like, you know, miscommunication type mm-hmm. thing. Well, these days I don't really, because I'm all about communication, like, straightforwardness. <laughs> yeah. So it was really frustrating to, to <laughs> start this. But I like, you know, it was kind of fun to go back into that because, like, we talked about before. I love shit like Degrassi. So, yeah. you know, I want that. Like, I, I like that. I love watching that. It's a very sweet and fluffy kind of like teenage angst drama kind of yes. stuff. Yeah. Easy, romance. easy to digest. It's not too dramatic. It's not, too, well, it's very dramatic. 
<laughs> it's not too like uh, you know it, it's easy to watch mm-hmm. it's they of, solve it's their like dramatic problems pretty quickly too, exactly which I really appreciate it yeah. 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 yeah speaking of the like miscommunication thing mm-hmm. I get very anxious when I'm watching something and there's like some sort of miscommunication and it goes on for like a really long time uh-huh. and things get worse yeah. and worse like mm-hmm. I don't really have the stomach for that mm-hmm. so that was kind of nice that like they resolve things pretty quickly in the show. Yeah. 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 Which is wild because, you know, we watched the first six episodes and it's, they get together so quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be like a long, yeah. like, oh, when will they get together? But no, they get together right away. So I am curious to see how, what they deal with in the next however many episodes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it's so cute. I can't imagine they go through that many relationship problems but who knows yeah yeah Yeah. well i I think like uh like yeah like the first three episodes are really about like them getting together and then the the next three are about like kind of their first relationship hurdles Mm -hmm. and um they hit on some pretty heavy stuff i mean we'll kind of go you know through the different uh episodes and whatnot but Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it got it got a little little bit heavier than I thought it would would mm-hmm. be for this this show at this point. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. even even though it's like very ridiculous for the most part, like I think a big like running theme in it is like them kind of like uh, encountering these like you know re- like you said relationship hurdles. Like yeah, they run into these communication issues and all that stuff, but like it's a a big part of it I think is about them learning those lessons that are necessary mm-hmm. in order to have like a a happy and successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was also like a big part of why I suggested it was like, because unlike many other romance anime, this one gets into like the first three episodes are the, you know, courtship and then they actually start dating and that's like the will they, won't they, and then they actually start dating and we actually get to see a series about a relationship rather than the whole time them being like, will he notice me? And then episode 12, they kiss and then it's like, all right, well, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. 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 I'm not talking about this one. That's just like every other romance. (laughs) Yeah. Getting the person to like you is the goal a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like the relationship is where the hard stuff really kind of is. I feel Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very, that's a very good way to put it for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, And, I mean, spoiler alert, the rest of the series is about them, you know, running into other challenges with their relationships. But, like, you know, it stays, like, you know, on that very cute, fun level for the most part. Yeah. I'm sad. Episode seven's one of my favorite. If if it's the one I remember, it's the one where uh, Takeo um, gets back into judo for a bit. And that's a really fun one. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's kind of go through the first couple episodes where before they kind of start dating... And all that. I I really liked how the whole setup kind of happens with where you see Suna, like, all of these girls are like, oh, will you date me? Will you date me? And he keeps turning them down, turning them down. And kind of, like, starting to understand their relationship. They try to tell it through the the red ogre, blue ogre story that comes up in a lot of anime. Mm -hmm. Where the the red ogre wants to be friends with humans. He wants to be all this stuff. And the blue ogre kind of helps him out by helping him out can't be friends with the red ogre anymore mm-hmm. and that's not entirely but kind of, sort of like the dynamic that takeo and uh, suna have throughout but i like how emotional takeo is especially when he like 
he say or he like helps um, uh, Yamato with with the molester on the train. Yeah, and then like when he's like when the molester's like, yeah, well you should have seen her skirt, man. It was you know really high, and he just like clobbers the dude right in front of the cops. It's like, all right, this is this is great. Yeah, yeah, which is which is nice. Like I feel like you know not to say that other romance animes necessarily do a bad job about this. They just don't really address it as directly like you know that that idea of like you know she was asking for it or whatever yeah. like you know knocks that out in the first what 10 minutes like yeah, done, yeah. Right. you know love it yeah, yeah that's a good point i feel like this anime really addresses in i don't watch enough anime to be saying this <laughs> definitively so mm-hmm. everyone jump in and correct me if i'm not making sense but i liked that it yeah like addressed that very well and also, like, later when Yamato is, like, anxious about seeming unpure mm-hmm. to um, Takeo mm-hmm. for, like, wanting to express her love or, like, likeness for him through touch, mm-hmm. which is, like, groundbreaking to her. But, like, we're all like, that's chill. You can just ask to hold his hand or whatever. I liked the way that they had it. I don't know. I liked that she was the one dealing with that because it seems like that's not something that normally would be portrayed in that way, basically. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. the girl's the one who wants to touch the guy, yeah. not the guy wanting to be like, when can we have sex? I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm the same way. I haven't seen enough anime, you know, and from what I have seen, like, I'm just glad that they nothing was overly sexualized mm-hmm. or anything. It was a really cute show and like it on the like when they first met and uh, Yamato and Takeo um on the on the train like she's kind of like a almost like a damsel in distress throughout these first few episodes Mm -hmm. and at first I was like "Mm, I don't know if I like that Mm -hmm. you know she's really timid girl it seems like but like I kind of I don't know it's it's really sweet it's it's like they sometimes I have to remember oh they are young so mm-hmm. like there is a little bit of innocence in it. Totally. And also to see like a like the Takeo being like this he's not like sexually attractive. He likes her pureness and sweetness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a I'm not being like ooh she's like <laughs> ooh yeah, I love wholesomeness like in a show, but like it's it's kind of it's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Exactly. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what's fun with those first few episodes is, mm-hmm. like, he is so used to women liking Suna that he assumes that Yamato likes Suna as well. Mm-hmm. And is just like, okay, I'm going to go to bat for Suna. Mm-hmm. There's no, even though I think she's really cool, there's, there's no way she likes me, so I'm just going to not be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go to bat for my friend. And so it's a really good, like, moment of friendship, but also it's setting up that uh, Takeo is dense. He doesn't get what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And it does make for a very cute thing when they finally get together mm-hmm. and whatnot and get through that by, like, episode three, I think. It was three, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I think the first three episodes really do a good job of, like, setting up all the characters like they all have like very distinct personalities which mm-hmm. i thought was really fun like Takeo and like and suna are not like your 
you're like real like bro guys in terms of like yeah. oh dude yeah we got to date all these women like like what you'd see in like a in like what not not another teen movie yeah. is parodying mm-hmm. where you have like these guys who are like we have to get laid before yeah. freshman like, year ends super bad. Yeah. yeah 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 like Chris Evans has a banana in his butthole yeah yeah <laughs> Does that happen in not another team? Have you guys seen it? I have not seen it. It's one of the funniest moments. I've seen it like 10 times. It's hilarious, guys. It genuinely holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a parody of every teen love movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's hilarious. Fuck, I can't stop thinking about the banana now. But yeah, I never stop thinking about that banana. I like, I like the 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 things they set up in these first three episodes because it's not just Takeo like getting to know Yamato, but like also, but like showing how his relationship with Suna like works and whatnot, and how like that's also an important part of like who you are like it's not Mm -hmm. just about being in a relationship and then only doing relationship stuff like you gotta be friends with your friends you know i also like that suna is adored by all the gals but takio is adored by all the guys he's a a real man's man yeah Yeah. i love real man's man child they defend him too yeah it's interesting that like suna defends him sort of like covertly Mm -hmm. like we don't realize until he admits to it in what is that episode four or three i think it's three Mm -hmm. because it was right before they get together or whatever so we don't find out why he's been saying no to these gals all this time we sort of assume what takeo assumes which is that oh i'm just not into that girl or whatever and he's like been sort of like defending his friend behind the scenes but then in a later episode when their classmates find out that Takeo has a girlfriend and that she's pretty and they're all the gals are like snickering and making fun of him and you can hear in the background the guys being like what are you talking don't say that about him like Mm -hmm. he's so cool and it's just Mm -hmm. this really cute thing that like I don't know that was the cuteness is at like every single level of the show like yeah. friendship mm-hmm. cuteness classmate cuteness mm-hmm. relationship cuteness it's chock full of just like very adorable like good-natured sweet people yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and that's and that's what's really yeah that's what's fun with suna is that he's like the girls who ask him out he turns them down because they've said mean things about mm-hmm. talking about so. his friend yeah yeah so, so he's like, like well, I don't why would i want to date somebody like that yeah, yeah exactly yeah that being said like the girls were bitchy yeah like uh, some of them some of them yeah those two the ones in, in the fire yeah the ones yeah. in the fire and yeah. the guys classmates i would say oh like, yeah, yeah all the gals at their school are kind of like, yeah you know yeah but the main girl i just forget her name yeah no, Yamato. Yeah. Um, she, man, like, she's really sweet. She loves to bake. I love that. Cool. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be the same. But, you know, she needs to be, she needs to stand her ground a little bit. It would be really cool. Like, I've never seen the whole anime, <laughs> but it'd be so cool to see her, like, be a little bit mean. Like, yeah. to be like, I'm defending my boyfriend in front of people rather than passively behind, like, it's episode oh, eight or nine, I think. That, that, oh, there is shit. an episode about that. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, we good. Yeah, that. We bad. Spoilers that. again. But, but. Well, good because like I wanted to see her grow. Is like she's really she she has always been really timid, really mm-hmm. shy, really like I don't want to be alone with him. 
oh my god or like when she oh i have impure thoughts oh my god ah, <laughs> yeah. i'm so sorry she apologizes every Constantly. episode yeah. Yeah, yeah like and i'm like bitch like come on <laughs> you're allowed to feel like and i want her to see like really not apologize for her feelings i want her to bake shit and be like i just felt like it like yeah. i want her to be like a bad yeah. a bad baking yeah. bitch you know <laughs> but yeah and like you know she's like coming to terms with like her sexuality you know and i love that and mm-hmm. i want to see more of that yeah even yeah. when her friends are being actual bitches and are like talking shit about her boyfriend mm-hmm. her response <laughs> is I just didn't communicate well enough to them that he's cool. So I'm just going to try again. She's not like, you bitches. You know what I mean? She's not like, hey, he's really cool. Like, fuck you guys. Like, this is my boyfriend. You're supposed to be happy for me. And like, Mm -hmm. he treats me well or whatever. Her response is like, yeah, very like, her fault. Yeah, it's it's on me. I have to like internalize this and make it about like oh i just have to do better next time well and in that episode i think that's episode four uh she like runs away crying you know she's really hurt by all that yeah she cries so much and i'm like she does cry a lot and not in like a bad way like you need to stop crying but just like i'd love to see her grow from here like Mm -hmm. it would be so cool to be to see her like be brave and Mm -hmm. be like stand up to those friends in quotation marks for (laughs) audio listeners you know like yeah like to just not blame herself and stop apologizing and just feel how she feels you know well, and i could definitely imagine like as the show goes on kind of like what you said too bakri like that they they take on the qualities of the other person right because that's kind oh, of yeah, what yeah. happens in relationships a lot of times yeah. is that like you know you kind of like become similar people in a mm-hmm. lot of ways yeah that's true much the same way that Felicia will not shut the fuck up about Sonic. Sonic. So. Ah, it Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> it it is happening. Is happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, She'll have a favorite Sonic game one of these days. I'll tell yeah. you what, oh, she hasn't played shit. one yet, but yeah. it's a matter of time. Yeah. It's coming down. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> so let's, let's kind of talk about like the, the second and third episode. How did you guys feel about like Takeo not understanding that Yamada was into him, and then also like the part where he attempts to hide under the bed, which was <laughs> a, a wonderful the scene, scene in the show thus far. Maybe. I think yeah. so. I think, um, I think oh. that's like one of my favorite tropes in like really any media where like you know the the solution to the the challenge in front of you is to like stop doubting yourself so much. That's, I mean, I think that's kind of the core of, like, you know, Takeo and, and Suna's relationship is, like, you know, even though Suna's done nothing but be, like, a great friend to Takeo, like, the fact that he's seen as so much more, like, personable and charismatic and handsome than Takeo is, like, it's only natural that people are going to gravitate towards Suna, and so that kind of creates this inferiority complex in Takeo that when somebody actually does like Takeo, he's like, oh, well, she doesn't fucking like me, she likes Suna, like yeah. everybody else, you know, and that was, that was really sweet, like, I think that was, that was really cool. And, mm-hmm. like, going off what you said like i'm i know i'm the complete physical opposite of uh thank you like you guys knew who i was talking about um but yeah like you kind of go through that self-comparison with friends of like oh they're they're the hot friend Mm -hmm. they are the ones who are getting all the attention so yeah that person wouldn't like me so you know they go through that whole 
hiding under the bed. Not that I've done that. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like it's just kind of, it's just funny. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that scene a lot because it's like, on the, on the one hand, okay, yeah, you're kind of betraying your friend's trust to be like, how, how do you feel about Takeo? How do you feel about Takeo? And she's like, I like him, I like him. And then it turns out that he was hiding under the bed. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, like, yeah, like Takeo, and as we'll we'll talk about in the next couple episodes, is dense as shit. Yeah. Right? Like, he's super strong, he's a big old guy, and he's got a brain the size of a walnut. So <laughs> that's just this is how it goes for him. So I, I liked that whole, like, let's get through to him. I like when he emerges from the bed and he's like some sort of like eldritch creature. <laughs> it's like he just came out of the floor. It's yeah. So good. He just fucks up Suna's bed. As he oh, yeah. 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 Flips the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I also love that Suna's mom is in the room with the boys <laughs> when she comes in to say, like, hey, there's a girl here to see you guys. And watches Takeo get under. She's just like standing there, like, mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then right. just like leaves like, the room. You ready now? Okay. Doesn't yeah, like yeah. Can, I, can I let her into the room now? Is that okay with you guys? I yeah. just that was a pretty cute moment. I also thought it was very sweet that, like, sweet and sad. I guess that Takeo was so he really decided to like dedicate himself to getting Suna and Yamato together. Because he cares about well, he doesn't really know Yamato that well at that point, but he cares about Suna so much. And notice that he said that Yamato was a nice girl and he's never mm-hmm. said anything about any other girls to that effect. And so he's like, I can't be with this person that I like so much, but I really care about my friend and I really like this girl and I want them to be happy. So I'm going to like really dedicate myself like as um, dense as that is. It's mm-hmm. also really sweet. Yeah. Like it, shows like his character is a very kind mm-hmm. person yeah. well and it's, it's nice too because it shows that their their friendship isn't just like a one-way street right mm-hmm. where like suna is really nice to talk out and mm-hmm. that's the end of that story yeah right? yeah like or that suna like feels bad for like yeah Takeo. it's not a yeah. pity thing like, they yeah. are friends They're, there's a give and take with mm-hmm. both of them mm-hmm. and uh it's it's interesting like in the first episode you don't really know that and by like episode four or five like you really do see like yeah they have a really like full yeah you know well-developed friendship yeah mm-hmm. like a real it's, sense of mutual respect between yeah. The two of them. yeah and also like takeo is the only one who can get suna to laugh like he even mm-hmm. does the little voiceover in the isn't yeah. the first episode he's like ladies this is what it looks like when he's laughing yeah like, all the girls yeah. are like he's always so serious i wonder what his smile looks like and it's oh, like that's like that's good. really yeah. cool. like mm-hmm. he's the only one who gets suna to like let loose a little bit like yeah. laugh and goof off and stuff like that yeah, yeah. there's there's even in the fir- in the fourth episode when like takeo is dying in a fire yes. and he's like hey yamato's really worried about you like don't die in there and for me like life is just gonna be a lot more boring yeah. without you, oh, you know a casual and, phone call yeah and it's like it it shows that suna really does care about takeo mm-hmm. that it is not I'm here to help you, and that's it. Yeah. I, I give to you, and that is the end of our <laughs> relationship. And I think in a worse written show, it could have been something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's such a boy's way of telling them that you care about your guy friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh my god, like, hey, it'd be so much more boring without you here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, supposed to get, like, shots on the weekend. Yeah. Like, why, why, don't die now, dude. We have plans on Saturday. We have the other boys. 
was like, what the hell? <laughs> but hey, good. it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked. It got mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Guys are weird. Yeah. Gave him the strength he needed. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, we were talking. I think it was the last episode we were talking about like I love you, man. Like seeing portrayals of uh, I love the movie. yeah, we watch that together. Uh, I love that we movie. were talking about like positive or portrayals of positive, like you know, male friendships and stuff like that. And like I yeah. think this definitely falls into that. This totally does. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one with Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh God, I love that movie with so the, with the fitting room. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I think good. about that all the time. I love that's that's something. Sort of a sidetrack, I love the platonic relationship trope, which is really rare. Like, we don't really see it, especially with guys. Like, we don't see it at all. And it's really cute to see, you know, Paul Rudd come out of the fitting room with a tuxedo and be like, I'm Bond, James Bond. And then, like, Jason's going to be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you know, like, it's so cute. I love that, you know, guys don't have to be, like, overly friendly. And also, they don't have to always be like, hey, let's talk about girls and be perverts you know yeah. Yeah. same and then girls don't have to be like hey ladies but you know like they don't have to be like i love a good platonic relationship that's healthy and like normal mm-hmm. yeah well because you, you can kind of look at like the first three maybe four episodes of this show too as not just being like about the uh takeo and yamato like starting to date but it is really about like him and Suna's relationship yeah. too. Like it's constantly talking about the red ogre, blue ogre story that yes. where that, that they both were in a play in childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think the third episode, which is when him and Yamato start to date, basically ends on him like looking in the sky and seeing their childhood play in the sky. So it doesn't mm-hmm. end on like a I'm in a relationship now and my yeah. relation this relationship is the most important thing and this is so good. It's like my friendship is really important in this moment because mm-hmm. my friend yeah. helped me get to this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. he really values that relationship and mm-hmm. they he constantly tells the audience <laughs> like he's so cool. Yeah. Like and I'm like, oh that's so cute. And like <laughs> they really talk about that that uh folktale a lot with the red ogre and blue ogre, mm-hmm. which hey audio listeners, I just learned about because of Animal Crossing because I was buying the outfit. Same. Yeah, hey. I will say same. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, whoa, that was really weird. What a coincidence. But, yeah, it's it's really it's really cute that their relationship was, it's so easily portrayed. Like, it, it's so symbolical of that folktale. Yeah. But you're also like, that's kind of sad. Like, you know, like, yeah. um, you want the relationship to succeed. And you want to work with, like, the romantic relationship. And I don't know. I just, I love, that was really cute. And the fact that he remembered it from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the, um, he was, uh, Suna was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, but it's just so cute that, that you know, uh, Takeo is so sentimental. Mm-hmm. That yeah. he was like, oh, do you remember this play we did in kindergarten and it meant so much to him mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's really cute yeah well and it was he even brings up in like the second or third episode where he's like all my really positive stories of suna are really embarrassing stories for me oh, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. Right. because they're like things where like he kind of fucked up but like suna comes and helps him yeah you know? oh like the, the these aren't pee drops oh yeah the pants came like this <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a nice story. It is kind of similar, not 
directly, but it it does have a lot of similarities to I Love You Man in that I Love You Man is specifically, obviously by the title, supposed to be about a bromance, but also like Peter is getting married in the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's about like his relationship with Zoe, but also the bromance in this show seems, it's very similar. It's like mm -hmm. Suna is just as important of a character to Takeo as... Yamato is mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. their their relationship is like equally as important not only to the character but also like in the show like mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time with him and Suna yeah totally yeah, yeah. well because I, I I think that as a dude like I feel like being in a relationship having male friends that you can talk to about that stuff is like hugely important Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, like there have been times where I've been like, oh man, I don't know what to do in my relationship with you, Bernadette. And uh, I'll contact a friend and I'll be like, mm -hmm. hey, what what should I do? Well, how mm -hmm. should I go forward with this? Mm -hmm. And just like kind of like hearing a guy's perspective on those things like can can really help. And mm -hmm. in a in a healthy kind of way where it's not like, oh, bro, you should just like uh, fucking throw her in a trash can or whatever. Classic dude advice. Yeah, where what where you could get like real like frat bro shit where you could be like oh no fuck her for whatever you know yeah, like, yeah. you want to you know like how do, what does it mean to be in a relationship you know mm -hmm. i need what does it mean to have guy friends yeah that, so. and it, it makes sense too because you have really healthy platonic relationships too like you don't have really toxic masculine <laughs> relationship like you and bakri aren't like dude like you should just like <laughs> I'm too busy talking about yeah. Sonic, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sonic just stopped the talking. Oh, that sucks, dude. Anyway, so I was playing Sonic in the Black Knight again. And let me tell you, that transformation, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Our, Stu and I, our relationship is great, so maybe keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking it. about Sonic. Hey, it's that's very what I'm healthy. here for. I thought I was going to get out of the Sonic hole, but apparently not. Never. No, not me neither. Not while I'm alive. It healed <laughs> Stu, it healed our relationship, didn't it? Oh, God, I hope not. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, okay, so we talked about the bromance side of it. We talked about them getting together. So the fifth and sixth episode is where we start to hit the bit of a rocky point with Takeo and Yamato. With um, She's not sure how to express that she wants to hold hands. She wants to do kisses. She wants to do all that other stuff. And Takeo's like, Oh, she must be a really pure gal. I'm not gonna do anything to you until you're, as he says, all grown up. Mm -hmm. In their, in fairness, they're both 15, so yeah. he can say Same things like that, yeah. and I guess and it it's okay. Sense. Yeah, in that context. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of a like that's I feel like a, a good hurdle of like a a relationship a lot of the times. Like, but that when we started dating, I was like, I. I'm a pretty dense guy. So I, I, I cut ahead of Yuma, uh, of uh, Takeo and I was like, hey, I'm pretty dense. I need to be told what's going yeah. on. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not going to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, which was a learning curve for me because I haven't been in very many relationships before. So mm -hmm. even though he was dense and he told me, I was still very <laughs> passive. Like, like it's hard to be a vulnerable, open person, mm -hmm. especially in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like... Oh, Especially okay. early on, too. Early on. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm not going to be like, okay, and then be honest straight day one. Like, yeah. tell them everything. Like, you know, it's hard. So yeah. that makes sense that that was a, a, a struggle in that early on in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a, a classic struggle of, like, 
what is this other what what do you want from me physically but if i bring it up that's taboo yeah you know yeah mm-hmm. especially since like they were they met on the train um oh serendipitously, yeah and she the train's jostling and mm-hmm. he's like protecting her from other people bumping into her mm-hmm. and she like falls into him and i think that's when he makes the statement like don't worry i'm never gonna touch you yeah, until yeah. you're all grown up it and was I, when they were walking back from the park oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. just kidding yeah. okay hmm. and then like later they're with um sis and suna mm-hmm. and sis asks takio what he likes most or what he likes in general about um yamato and he says that she's pure hearted which mm-hmm. is like strike two basically mm-hmm. in her mind of like oh i can't be honest with this person about the fact that like i really want to hold his hand or like yeah. i would like to cuddle with him yeah mm-hmm. um and i liked that because it there was already a precedent set up for like them not feeling comfortable like expressing things to each mm-hmm. other like that's how they got together it was the fact right. that they like couldn't be like i like you or express it like very openly mm-hmm. so i liked that i don't know it made sense to me that she was like very nervous about that and also like it made sense that sis was the one who was like you're not gonna scare him away with this because like she doesn't know that about him yet she's just meeting this guy basically so yeah. like sis and suna know his character very well and are like he doesn't care he's a very like chill guy Mm -hmm. you can just tell him stuff and he's just gonna take it and be down like Mm -hmm. he's a very down guy and like yeah yamato doesn't know that yet so she's very worried about like just like he's very worried they're both very worried about scaring the other away by being themselves basically and because they don't know each other well enough yet that makes a lot of sense and Mm -hmm. like yeah, I don't know. It was like a very like, I feel like a lot of shows have like manufactured drama that like doesn't work very well. It's sort of like, well, mm-hmm. that's not really a problem or like mm-hmm. that's not how people would behave. And so like the plot points don't make sense because right. like it seems manufactured. But like in this show, it was very like natural mm-hmm. seeming and very like, yeah. nope, that's extremely realistic. Like yeah. I could see myself in both of their shoes Mm-hmm. at 15 totally. you know what I mean being like oh I'm very afraid of being like I have a libido bro you know <laughs> I don't want to be seen as especially if somebody said I'm not going to touch you till you're grown up and I like you for your pure heart like yeah. now I'm feeling mm-hmm. anxious about like well I'm held on this pedestal now and can I be a dirty whore in front of this like, it was just very like realistic exactly. and that made yeah. it even sweeter when that like problem is like solved it makes Mm -hmm. it all the more sweet basically Mm -hmm. that's been one of my favorite things about especially this like you know rewatch of at least the first half of it is like not only are you know the issues that they're going through relatable on like a very superficial level like you know if you're in a you know high school relationship and you're not used to physical intimacy like Mm -hmm. navigating that can be difficult but then like on a deeper level, you can also, you know, kind of compare that to a lot of different things in any relationship, really. Like, being vulnerable with somebody, mm-hmm. trusting them to accept you with something that you haven't presented to them just yet. You know, mm-hmm. in, in uh, Yamato's case, being, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, I also have desires for physical intimacy. Like, I know I'm supposed yeah. to be very, you know, pristine and innocent until we get married or whatever, mm-hmm. but these are things that I want, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's sort of a sort of theme that you can take into like all sorts of aspects of a relationship. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah. But like, I feel like there's also like a, a a thing put out by society for women that you're supposed to stay like yeah. demure. You're supposed mm-hmm. to like you're not supposed to talk about sex. Like if mm-hmm. you're into sex, like you're instantly a slut or a whore, even yeah. if you've never done anything. That's super fucked up. And mm-hmm. it's like. It's uh, you can also see that be where she's she's coming yeah, from too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, very true. Yeah, and there's that, and there's the fact that he already instilled that idea, like, oh, I like that she's pure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, oh, now I can't say it. Yeah. Like, like I can't like, risk the like that he has. Exactly. For me. Yeah. Like she's like, fuck, I was about to be a slut, but then, <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah. she said this, like, ah, oh, man, because they they kind of they like like what Stu was saying, they did kind of shy away from the societal pressure i like you know it's already instilled in us mm-hmm. but in the show they didn't say anything about that they didn't say like you're yeah. such a slut like it you know but he said it and i think that was the the sort of like ouch for her it was like yeah oh yeah i can't be a slut for him yeah mm-hmm. well and, and and to be fair she's not like trying to be like oh dude i want to like bounce on that dick. Yeah, I didn't no. say she's, 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 a slut for love. Not yeah. sure that's physically possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And forehead kisses. Yeah, no, she she's there for and then head kisses. She, she, she wants she wants cuddles, hand holding, all that. Dude. Yeah. The hand holding is like by episode six they start to resolve some of this stick, mm-hmm. this stuff, and uh, when they go to hold hands, like his hand is as big as her head. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, scared. Her hand looks like <laughs> a child's hand in his. Yeah! Like, like a three-year-old's hand inside of, like, a rescue hero's hand. <laughs> yeah, like, art-wise... <laughs> like, if, if you didn't know anything about school uniforms or about yeah. their relationship, you'd be like, that is a large adult hanging out with a small yeah. child, mm-hmm. you know? That's, yeah, and that's what kind of worried me in the beginning was the whole, like, oh, maybe they're trying to sexualize her as this young girl... And he was like a older guy, like, but they made tried to make it appropriate, by, mm-hmm, like with the age. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of acknowledge it. They're like, they could be father, like the uh, people on the train were yeah. like, they could be father and daughter. And someone was like, no, but he's wearing a school uniform. So at least they acknowledge the fact that he looked old. Like mm-hmm. they didn't just like gloss over it. Like, oh well, he, yeah. we're just gonna make him older looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they kind of they they made it a little more appropriate. Mm-hmm. I was a little afraid for them to fetishize it a little bit, yeah. you know. But it didn't happen. I don't know if it will, yeah. but I so far they haven't. You know, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine right now. By my recollection, I think they stay pretty good about that. Like That's there's good. there's okay. kind of yeah. there's. There's romance anime for the gals, and there's romance anime for the guys. And a lot of the romance anime for the guys, sad to say, is not very good because Aww. it's like it's very like American Pie style of you know narrative. Mm-hmm. It's like this you know just piece of shit kid who for some reason has attracted the attention of a very attractive woman, and he's like, oh maybe I get to touch her boobies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This, is, this isn't that kind of thing at all. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, it is funny thinking about, like, I've watched uh, several episodes of, like, my, I think it's called My First Girlfriend is a Gal or something like that. Oh. And it, I it, it, deal, like, it, it, it deals with like a God. lot of women being into this character who have just, like, ridiculous boobs. And, like, that's, like, a huge part of the show. Right. And, like, what a dynamic fucking difference from this. Right. Like, maybe, maybe, like, the next episode we bring you guys on, I'll 
force you guys to watch that shit. So that's, <laughs> the word, that's the word like, gal has a very different implication here. It's like a fashion trend sort of thing. We can talk about it later. Okay. But, yeah, uh, yeah that'll be getting a little we too. Like, Alicia and I looked at each other like, what the fuck? A gal. <laughs> gal. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. really like crash course introduction. Gal or gyaru as it's pronounced is basically a fashion trend where Japanese women do things like bleach their hair, get breast implants, and uh, like tan their skin a lot to try and like appear a little more like American supermodels. I was about thing. to say, like, that yeah. sounds Americanized. Exactly. Yeah. And so they say gal, which is like a, you know, English word. Hey, for, gal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Outdated oh, English word, granted. I don't think anybody says gal anymore in America. You say gal? Like I gals. say gal sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But not no, in that right. way. Not in that <laughs> way. Well, let's not forget about, forget yeah. about Galentine's Day. Yes, yeah. quite so. Yeah. Yeah. Quite so. Yeah. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I rescind the, I rescind yeah. the comments about it being outdated. It's still but, very modern and cool to say gal. Yeah. But yeah. It, is, it is exactly like what you're saying with like uh, anime being written for guys versus anime being written for, for gals. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is, it is a different kind of scenario. Like yeah. one is so much more horny and so much more gross in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and and this one is just so wholesome and cute yeah. like almost every single way. And yeah. and while it, yeah. while it definitely like, you know, I think visually borrows a lot of like kind of shoujo manga tropes like with the character designs and stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say that this one is necessarily like one specifically aimed at women. I think if anything like, you know, it's it's aimed at more of a, a guy perspective. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you it know? seems that way. Yeah. yeah. Takeo is a much more active character than Yamato is. Not to say that Yamato is a bad character at all, but yeah, it, well, it he's really, the narrator. It really mm-hmm. feels like a, a shoujo author's response to shoujo anime. Yeah. Like, mm. instead of having these really super, like, slender dudes, like, slender and tall dudes, you have an absolute gorilla man as mm-hmm. the main character, as the love interest, yeah. right? And you have a lot of guys who are shown as being, like, wholesome and yeah. fun guys. Like, there's no... Like, there was a part where a character was like, oh, I recorded her... I recorded Yamato and um, and Takeo, and we were like, oh no, who's this pervert guy? (laughs) And it was really just him recording this very wholesome moment between the two of them. And it's like, it's like the women are fucking terrible to each other. And the guys are all like, yeah, hey, what's up? We all love our giant gorilla friend. Yeah. Yeah. We're so supportive of him. And like, yeah. Yeah, that moment was so funny. Like, because we were all like, it too. we were like, oh like, no! <laughs> but then he was like, it was so cute, I couldn't help myself, and I was like, oh my god, my heart <laughs> sends it to everyone in class. <laughs> like that is the most precious thing. And yeah. then mentions that he missed his connecting yeah. train to do that. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. misses class. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're all just like celebrating, like. He's such a great guy, what and like a, yeah. that's the most exciting thing of the day. What basically. a mighty good man he yeah, was! Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Viewing number four right exactly. after this week. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Watch it again. Um, there was, uh, there's also the part that I really like in episode four, where Takeo is like, "Hey, I've got a girlfriend," and all the guys go, "They don't go like you, you, yeah. whatever." They like. 
there's, there's an animation stuff. where they throw him up yeah. and then they try to catch him and they can't because he's too big <laughs> but they're still like yeah you know like they're they're all excited yeah. for their giant friend because yeah. they're they're all his uh, his judo club buddies so like yeah. you know in they're in first year of high school now but for the last three years they've been watching him undoubtedly perform superhuman acts on a yeah. regular basis yeah they've been watching like their own private episode of Dragon Ball Z every school day yeah. Yeah. with they're this guy so like out with Goku all the time. Exactly, they're hanging out with Goku. Yeah, it's really cute too. Because <laughs> when they're walking back from the singles meet, the guys are going one way, the girls are going the other way. Yamato is like, is like apologizing to her friends inexplicably for not explaining well enough that Takeo is so cool and her friends are the two bitchy ones are apologizing to her because he of course saves them from a deadly restaurant <laughs> fire and that's how he has to prove that he's what? worthy of their friend's love what a fucking scene what <laughs> a scene go, go ahead sorry <laughs> but then the guys are walking the other direction are like so stoked because Takeo saved a bunch of people from a fire that they're like let's try throwing him again let's see if we can get three times this time yeah like that's their concern they're like let's see if we can throw him in the air three times because he deserves it yeah. that's yeah. like their most, build up that it's just like yeah. so adorable uh i saw on twitter somebody was asking like what's the office talk way to say like motherfucker are you stupid <laughs> and somebody answered with like there seems to be a disconnect here which I have used myself but um, <laughs> like that on second viewing that's kind of what Yamato's like response to is me it's like it seems I did not explain properly yeah. how fucking dope my boyfriend is. <laughs> now that both of your lives have been saved by him, let's start over. I wish over. that was her tone. <laughs> yeah. I wish that I wish was the way she that. said yeah. it. I wish she was like, so now Now you dumb bitches. <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get an apology, please? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then let's, let's talk about that scene real quick for people who didn't like watch this part. Like... Takeo and Yamato bring their, like, single friends to hang out with each other. Mm -hmm. And then, like, two of the girls talk shit about Takeo. And, like, as as Takeo, or as Yamato runs away crying and Yamato chases after them, they come back and there's a fucking fire. Like, the whole building instantly just went up in flames. <laughs> Nobody super even explains bad. why. They yeah. Don't yeah. yeah. It it's just <laughs> super fucking bad. Like, just... Like, the most insane fire you've ever seen. And Takeo's like, oh, I'll run in and save your two friends who are talking shit, and somehow they're the only two who got caught in the Classic. fire. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's insane, because he, like, almost dies, mm -hmm. and then he jumps out like fucking Superman. <laughs> like, his skin is, like, eight shades Charred. darker. Yeah. <laughs> like, just from the third degree burns. Yeah. I don't know. That was really sweet, like, you know, a, a part of, you know, Suna calling him up, like, as he's, you know, about to succumb to the flames or whatever, is saying, like, hey, we need, like, we have three people trying to keep Yamato from diving in after you. You need to get out of there right now or she'll get hurt, too. And yeah. he's like, oh, okay, I gotta yeah, go. Yeah, I guess yes. I gotta make it work. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. sweet. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, I want to end on us talking about Takeo and um, Yamato's relationship. Sick. I want to talk end about that, but oh, we, we have to we have to talk about the city. Yeah, we have to talk about I. It's gotta happen. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So I is um, a freshman is, in college. Is a freshman in college. He, she is Suna's uh, older sister. Mm -hmm. um, and Suna and Takeo are the same age, so far as I know. Mm -hmm. So she's like three years older. Mm -hmm. 
And this is problematic for several reasons, because when she shows back up in the show around episode five or so, um, she's, like, surprised to see that Takeo has um, a girlfriend because she wanted to date Takeo. Mm -hmm. She's, like, 18, 19. Takeo's 15. There are issues there. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's weird, because I go back and forth on her. I'm like, she knows him very well by virtue of having grown up with him and is the one who gives Yamato very sage advice about, like, you're not going to scare him away. This is his personality. And she, like, decides to actually help their relationship instead of trying to, like, thwart it somehow. But then also, when Suna mentions that he has a girlfriend she's like but he's a big gorilla man and it's like <laughs> bro if you like him you can't talk the way that all of those awful women have been talking about him. Yeah. girls have been talking about him for his whole life like you know what i mean and yeah. then also she does what else does she there was another kind of shady weird thing that she did that where she shows up at the high school and announced well that uh, too yeah. that uh, wasn't even the one i was thinking of she so was in sixth grade vibes. And she yeah. was showing him, like, she was just talking with him, and they got popsicles together. He was in third grade, and that's when she fell in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's just some strange, and it's interesting, but the, oh, I remember the other thing. Mm. But then I was like, oh, it's, she might not be that bad, because she said that she was hoping he wouldn't find anyone to date until he was basically college age, meaning, like, in my mind, I assumed she meant that she had always known she'd had feelings for him since he was in third grade, which is very creepy, but that she was like <laughs> maybe at some level aware of the inappropriateness of that and therefore had not expressed it to anyone and was hoping that he would still be single when like their age gap would be less of a big deal. So I didn't really know where I fell with her care. Like, is she a creep or is she like... In an unfortunate situation and still sort of a creep, but not as big of a creep. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like in the show, it's hard to not view her as a creep. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But like a, a 21-year-old dating an 18-year-old wouldn't be that insane. It would I was be. thinking like 22, 25. Like they're both out of school, basically. Like I assume, I oh. assume in my yeah, idealized for him to be like an uh, like out of high that's school. what my idealized mind was like that she was hoping that he would have such bad luck until he was like Sorry. in his early twenties that she would be able to like get with him when she's twenty five and he's twenty two and it's like totally fine yeah. basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah because because anytime somebody's like. Wow, can't wait for them to be 18 is like... It's not... Oh, it's no, it's no, 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 I know the word groomer has been tossed out a little too liberally in some situations, but it's kind of hard not to see it it's, like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the, um, it's hard to not see it as creepy also. Totally. Because, because of like, you know, like back when Mary-Kate and Ashley were big and they had like a... Apparently had... A website with men who started like a countdown till they're eighteen <gasps> website. It's so nasty, so disgusting, so creepy. Lil Wayne did that too. Oh like, yeah, he was he, was, he made the I song. like her song. Oh, I was thinking no. that song. It was uh 
I they, like her, and I like her too. And he mentions. Oh, it was yeah. He mentions he says, Miley Cyrus. That's the one. Yeah. Wait in a couple of years, age. holler at me, Miley Cyrus. She was like sixteen at the time. Yeah. Two years. And Lil Wayne's kind of old. He's he like was, he was like, in his thirties when that song came. <laughs> oh, pretty sure. No, no, no. That's crazy. Like twice her age at least. So yeah, the yeah. sister is a, a little. She's, she's, she's a, a creep. creep. Yeah. She's a little too forward. I am very glad that she ends up helping mm-hmm. their relationship, though. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad she took sort of like a big sister role. Yeah. But yeah. it was a little weird how they introduced her. Yeah. 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 Well, and it, it shows like like what we're talking about, how guys having good guy friends, right? Like, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yamato having good girlfriends to like talk about like, hey, it's not weird to say those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, having... Uh, a woman to talk to about that kind of stuff like yeah. you yeah. know guys need yeah. good guy friends girls mm-hmm. need good girlfriends yeah, all yeah. that does you know um it, so it's important and it seems like yamato does not have that in her life yeah thus the the reason to add i Mm-hmm. But I is such a weird character, and every it's moment you're with her, you're just like, this This is a little off. And Something's I, a little wrong. I kind of has this resolution with her, like, you know, where she decides to stop being creepy, right? Where they go into that flashback, and he's, he's in third grade, she's in sixth grade, and it's like she's been ridiculed because of she's really tall and gangly for her age and yeah, uh, mm. yeah and like Takeo is like oh I think you're pretty and like you know just kind of offhand because he's eight who cares yeah. but like <laughs> you know and she's like oh nobody's seen that that side of me like oh this guy like you know sees something mm-hmm. in me that a lot of people don't and then like to me it was kind of like not so much that her affection for Takeo was genuine it was more that like she saw something in him because he saw that in her and rather oh. than find that in somebody her own age, yes. she, you know, instead decided to imprint on this, you know, Literally. young boy, yes. young boy gone, 35-year-old man. Young man. Yeah. yeah. This, this <laughs> young man. <laughs> yeah. For the next several, several years. Yeah. I was wondering why that even was necessary to write in that way because when they had that flashback, it almost seemed like she would just dig deeper into the older sister role uh, from then on out and be like, oh, that was the moment that I realized that Takio is really sweet and is too pure for this world and I don't want him to get hurt. And so upon finding out years later that he has a girlfriend, be overprotective and be like, she better not break his heart because he's really mm-hmm. sweet. Like, it seemed weird that they were like, she likes him too. You know, instead yeah. of being like, she, she really cares about him and knows that he's a sweet person and saw something <laughs> about her yeah. that no one else was able to recognize. It's weird that they made it a romantic thing. Well, and that, that would have been kind of nice too because then it would have been like a guy having a friend who's a girl yeah. that's not a romantic yes, thing. Yes, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Well, she makes, a, she makes a comment to Suna saying like, oh, you're lucky you were... Or I wish I was born a man oh, so yeah. that I could spend be all friend. my time... Or be yeah. friends, whatever, with, with Takeo as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's almost as though she realizes in that moment like, oh, no, it's not necessarily a desire to be romantic with him. It's a desire to be like close with him, close with this person who like sees me in this very flattering light you know but there's also like her viewpoint of like i can't be friends with them as long as i'm a woman which uh, a little outdated i guess yeah outdated outdated, but going off of what felicia said it was really weird how they introduced her as like this almost romantic obstacle Mm -hmm. like she was like Mm -hmm. this older woman she was pretty and even like um I forgot her name again. Yamato. Yeah, like she was like 
oh, she's pretty. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Don't get in the way of them, please. He's so <laughs> cute. You know? But it's, again, it kind of, my expectations were like, oh, she ended up helping them. So, yeah. but it, it is really weird how they introduced her. Like, they really could have introduced her as, like, a, a really good friend. Yeah. But it ended up being really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that was a little unnecessary. Yeah. 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 Just been like, yeah, protective older sister vibe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it had to be a little weird and romantic. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't mm. like that. I kind of wonder because there's a lot of like romantic stories, like to some degree or another, that like try to introduce a competitor for like someone's romantic interests. Mm-hmm. But like because of how like sweet and sincere the relationship between Takeo and Yamato is, like. Mm-hmm. I think if either of them were to be faltered by another, like, romantic interest, like, say some lady comes along, like, their age, and mm-hmm. Takeo's like, oh, I may be like her instead, like, that would kill that character, you yeah. know? Yeah. The same thing with the other way around, you know? Yeah. Also, I could see, it would have still worked. Like, they could have made it so that, like, I like I, I sort of assumed that this might happen, I'm now I'm assuming it won't happen, but... When he saves her two not great friends from the fire yeah. in like the most heroic of fashions, mm-hmm. I was like half expecting all of the gals to like spread the word like Yamato is dating this like huge early guy. Yeah. And then like for a bunch of like gals who had like rejected him in the past to be like, oh, now he's cool and we want him for this like sort of status reason to be like, I'm dating this huge cool guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for Yamato to get like self-conscious and be like oh now he has all this like attention from girls and like how do I measure up to them and is he gonna and for her for them to have another like miscommunication thing where like Mm -hmm. she has to open up to him about feeling like worried about measuring up and worried about like competition and he has to be like I'm dense and I only literally have eyes for you (laughs) even paying attention to these people like I half expected that to be like a storyline that came about you know what I mean yeah, like, I totally. could see mm-hmm. which is again why it's sort of weird that the romantic obstacle in the form of a person that comes along is from an older sister that's why it's yeah. weird exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. She's, she doesn't even really serve as an obstacle like at all like, yeah she I, doesn't yeah Takeo doesn't even like oh hey it's, it's Suna's big sister hey yeah. how, how you doing yeah, anyway. yeah he's very, he's very <laughs> like what'd you bring for me to eat yeah exactly. <laughs> you got popsicles no no alright I'm on and that's why Felicia and I were like oh she's gonna see Takeo walking with big sister mm-hmm. and she's gonna get jealous yeah like, what if that's just like a woman thing like we're just like oh fuck yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Like, you know, like, what if, like, we just, you know, and I was like, oh, no. Well, I don't want that yeah. to be an obstacle, but Same. it ended up not being, yeah. so I was really yeah. surprised. I feel like there's a lot Same. of romance stories that would go down that route because, like, you kind of need some kind of conflict, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah. the, the conflicts in this show are all kind of stemming around them, like, growing together and learning how to deal with these hurdles in a relationship mm-hmm. like anyone yeah. has to, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, because that's kind of the, that's where the relationship, like, hard part is, right? Like, as you spend more and more time with another person, Mm -hmm. right? How do you deal with, like, your own wants and needs versus the other person's wants and Mm -hmm. needs? How do you find a balance between the two? And what do you really want out of all those things? That's where... there's a lot of like interest or there's a lot of like natural kind of conflict or whatever that's not necessarily like oh they're gonna break up Mm -hmm. but like that they need to resolve yeah Mm -hmm. and that you don't see in most things like most like i was saying earlier most things end with 
the guy gets the girl, and then that's the end of the thing. You mm-hmm. know, they they make out at the end of killing all the aliens, and then they. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? I um. Sort of going off of that point, I saw a post the other day that was like. Basically saying that like a lot of the like I was talking about earlier the 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 romance anime aimed at dudes how like it's kind of just like some weirdly attractive woman throwing herself at this like you know dumb nerd guy um, and someone criticizing that because like you know it like Stu <laughs> 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 so just gave Brenda that a look for the <laughs> I was like what <laughs> hot girl going after some nerd guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but someone was saying, like, oh, yeah, no wonder men in this generation are, like, so shitty because, like, they grew up watching this dumb bullshit where, like, and I was, like, I was thinking about that and then thinking about, like, well, thinking about, like, action movies, like, any any action movie that ends with the guy getting the girl, like, any James Bond movie, anything like that. It's, like, the big difference is the guy showing an ability to, like, you know, do violence, essentially. Yeah. And even though Takeo is, like, a very strong character, like, superhumanly so, like, you know, episode, what was it, two, he catches a steel beam as it's falling, you know, so <laughs> very, very strong. Um, I I feel as though, like, one of, the, one of the most charming things about him, I think, is that, like, his ability to perform superhuman feats is, like, yeah, it's a plus, it's cool. It's not why she likes him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's really, that's really cool. Like, you know, yeah. the, the sort of, like, masculine side of him. Like, yeah, it's great that he can do that kind of stuff. That's one of his strengths. But, like, it's one of his strengths, not even the most important one. I think it's, like, his being in touch with his, like, emotions and, like, caring about his friends in a very earnest and honest way mm-hmm. um, that makes him so charming. And he doesn't use those strengths for anything but good and for, like, helping the society around him. Except like, when yeah. he smacks the shit out of that guy in the police station. Yeah. Which is helping good society, helping for society. society. Yeah. But he does, to be hit he the does whoop the shit out of that guy. Yeah, he just yeah. punches him once, which for him is whooping the shit out of someone because his fists are so large. It's but a one-hit like, KO every time, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's, he's never, like, I don't, and I don't know if he's gonna do this in, like, one of the judo episodes, but, like, He's never like, like showing off his brawn. He's just mm-hmm. like walking around, and then like a steel beam is about to fall on the girl he likes. So of course he's sprung into action, or like yeah. mm-hmm. his girlfriend's friends are stuck in a fire, so he's going to spring into action. Or there's a mm-hmm. child drowning in a river, so he's going to spring into action. Yeah. But for the most part, he's just like walking and farting and wondering <laughs> before he meets Yamato if some girl might like him and then afterwards yeah. if she's thinking about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like wondering about yeah. Suna and like what yeah. kind of girls he's into. Like he's very like pure and like yeah. 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 And all of those acts are out of like an earnest desire to like yeah. do good by the people around yeah, him. Yeah it's almost Even like though he they happens all recognize to Suna be strong yeah. in addition yeah. to like his great personality. Right like yeah. he would never yeah. use his strength to like hurt somebody. Yeah. Except yeah. the guy in the police station. Someone who deserves it. It. But that guy that guy was, that guy's head he was asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. He was asking for it. Yeah. 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 Very true. Absolutely. You're cruising for a bruise in my face. And he got it. But it was weird like to see like six episodes in a row some life-threatening situation and he just happened to be the one like oh okay let me save them from a steel beam or let me save this drowning boy and not saying like he shouldn't have saved them sure but it's odd that every time he needed to prove his goodness it had to be he had to risk his life like it sucked it sucked because like uh 
like her friends were talking shit about him and then he was like oh that's you know it made her cry mm-hmm. but then he had to run through a f- burning building to prove that he was good yeah. like that sucks like they couldn't just see him for like a good person mm-hmm. uh, it goes yeah <laughs> to with like the that. red ogre thing too though like that's true it, it's, yeah matches really well like even when he does do mm-hmm. all of those acts like we were laughing about how like people are always thanking Suna who's mm-hmm. just there and yeah. is just like the person to like hand the safe being back to their loved ones mm-hmm. basically and is the one getting like praised and everything mm-hmm. and that's also really sad it's like yeah yeah but but I, I think kind of going off what you're saying there Bernadette mm-hmm. with like yeah like there happens to be a fire and all that yeah but it's like it's kind of like a like a hyper like realism right mm-hmm. like there, there mm-hmm. happens to be an older sister who shows up who's okay. also into Takeo that, like, helps Yamato and all that. Yeah. You know, like, they're, like we're, we're dealing with, like, an unrealistic thing. And it's almost like, a, I don't know, like, this this is maybe too far of a stretch, but, like, Euphoria or something, where it's, like, this kind of, like, hyper-realism <laughs> hyper yeah. of, like, how do you show what a character is feeling or doing you, mm-hmm. you, you do it through the most extreme kind of visual lens. And so if you mm-hmm. want to show that Takeo is a good person, you show him saving people from a fire. But... You you know, like, the, and not that it's realistic, mm-hmm. but, like, that it's... It's just... It's the, the most effective way to show okay. a character certain types mm-hmm. of feelings. Which unfortunately is the most effective way because like you see all these bitchy girls talking about him behind his back and making fun of him for how he looks Mm -hmm. and you never really like you know his girlfriend's like oh i i'm sorry i didn't get to like talk about how cool you were but it's not her fault Mm -hmm. it's just like people judge him physically Mm -hmm. and that he really does have to prove himself in, like, such extreme ways. But mm-hmm. I wish he didn't have to. I yeah. guess was my point. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, you know, like, I wish there was a less exaggerated way to prove that he was a good, good person. Yeah. You know, like, not having to risk his life. But also, like, like, uh, like, with his friend just being like, oh, no, my friend did this. But no one ever thanks him. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. yeah. Like, that sucks. It's well, interesting. He, he, oh, you got it. Well, he is a 20 foot tall monster gorilla man. So. <laughs> I think he is classified as a kaiju, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Godzilla, King Ghidorah, and then Takeya. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still not sure what to do with Godzilla. So. <laughs> He'd whoop the shit out of Godzilla, like, too. Yeah. He's like, his pureness comes through also in that, like, he never seems to care that nobody thanks him yeah. or like acknowledges all of the good that he does he's just like doing it to be good like yeah the lady who he like admittedly doesn't explain what he's doing so i can understand her initial alarm when he grabs his her mm-hmm. stroller with her <laughs> child in it and sprints maybe should have asked for permission on that. yeah Mm-hmm. Um, like again, he's dense and probably doesn't have the best social skills, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, she, he doesn't get the correct acknowledgement from her or from the mother of the child that he saves or mm-hmm. really from, um, Yamada's friends or ever really. He just doesn't get, yeah. or the cat, the cat is scratching oh, fuck, the shit yeah. out of him and is like, <laughs> and then like, he's just like, he just doesn't care. He's so pure that he's like. I'm doing this 
not to show off. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I don't care if anyone even noticed that That's I just saved a bunch of lives. Basically, mm-hmm. he's just like, yeah. I'm doing it because it needs to be done. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You save a cat from a tree, or, yeah. or jump into a building, mm-hmm. or doing any of those things just because it's the right thing. He's mm-hmm. very much like what uh, like original Superman. Was yeah, yeah. before they tried to make him gritty and ugly. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Like, hey, something's wrong is in the world. I'm gonna use my superpowers yeah, to try to save it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm bitter because he deserves more thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe he'll get more of it in the next few episodes. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anything else we want to want to cover before we wrap up this this episode here? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> so I figure let's let's change up our rating formula. Oh! So our rating formula every every time is keep watching, eh, and total garbage. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. go rather than person by person. Let's go couple by couple. Oh! oh. So as a couple, Bakri and Felicia, are you guys going to keep watching? Do you kind of feel eh about this show, or is this just garbage? Wait, should we say it on three? Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. I've already Keep finished watching. it. But I'm not <laughs> <watching>. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not. It's like I haven't started. I can't not finish it again. It's yeah. So good. yeah, I love this show. It's so fucking great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cute. Are you doing this? Should we do a cute thing too? Yeah, you want to do a cute thing Hold too? My All right. Hand. So we're both, <laughs> gonna, oh we're both gonna say total garbage in three. Okay. Right. One, three, two, or three, two, one, one, two, three. Uh, uh, one, two, three. Do you, do you, do you say Ready? it on three or on go? Alright, three, two, one. Ready? Go or one? Yeah, on three, one. Three, two, or... one. So on one. I'm trying to help three, you. Three, two, one. Okay, with right, the ready? ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Keep, Keep watching! watching. Yeah! <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a really cute show. Yeah. And it, like, it's nice to see a show that, like, hits on, like, relationship issues, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, and handles them well. And ha- yeah, and, and handles them well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't watch, like, the last couple episodes and be, like, where it's about, like, you guys need to communicate better. And they're like, you know what would work better if we just didn't talk to each other at all? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's I think, very feel-good all the way through. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... I, I'm glad that it's, like, a younger, like, they're both, like, 15, 14, mm-hmm. whatever, and they're dealing with it. Because it's, like, such basic uh, communication, relationship skills that you need to learn, but everyone goes through it. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. nice yeah. To, to see it in, like, a cute way. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a, yeah, no, totally, like, I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of shows in romance or otherwise like an anime that it's like you know kind of the purpose of it is for you to like i don't know relive the glory days of being a teenager or whatever yeah. uh if you had a good time in high school i guess couldn't nope. relate but yeah must be nice but like yeah this one this one is like this one it feels appropriate that it is in high school because it takes it back to basics and it's kind of like you know 
there's so much that gets in the way of like just kind of thinking of yourself as like a human connecting with another human when you're like trying to deal with jobs and health insurance and fucking who's going to be president next and blah, 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 blah. And like this is just like really simple, pure emotions that anybody can kind of relate to regardless yeah. of their age or where they're at in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's nice too because like I, I think, you know, the four of us are each in our own relationships that have kind of like evolved over mm-hmm. time and whatnot. But like looking back on those things, like that's like early relationship stuff that you have to deal with. But yeah. that's still mm-hmm. such like pivotal and important stuff that yeah. it's kind of nice for an anime to deal with that stuff, even if as a relationship wise, like we're not really necessary. Like you know, it's not like oh boy, are we gonna be like hold yeah. hands? Oh geez, can we handle that? Ah, yeah, you know, it's still it's still very cute. It still kind of takes yeah. you back to all those yeah. times. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan. I'm uh, the very first episode of this podcast that we released was Gargantia on the Verduris Planet, which was another episode or er, anime I watched back in 2011, 2012, and had completely forgotten that there was this atrocious transphobic bit in the like oh, fifth God. or sixth episode. Horrible! Oh. I completely didn't even remember it. You know, mm-hmm. this one is another one that I watched back then, and I'm I'm so 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 very glad that it actually lived up to how I remembered it being. Oh, like, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. pumped about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was just waiting like, okay, where's the awful bigoted shit that just comes in yeah. out of fucking nowhere? Yeah. Oh, it's not there. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's actually, yeah, great. That's the seventh episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. That's where, yeah. yeah. That's where we learned like Takeo and Yamato. They're like, oh man, we both really know how to communicate with each other. And how we both agree that gay people shouldn't be allowed to get married. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing Yamato is afraid to communicate. <laughs> and then Takeo goes like, oh, what a relief. I also yeah, think they hate Yeah, and then they do that starry-eyed, <laughs> fuzzy oh, thing. Yeah. So, like, I really like her. Together. <laughs> 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 Who hates <are you? laughs> Oh, what a, what a and we're supposed to swoon. Yeah. <laughs> What a what a nightmare! Uh, They're holding hands too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we need to get yeah. <laughs> so dreamy, so cute. I love it. Um, well, let's do plugs and let's talk about what we want to do next episode. You got it. So we'll kind of go in a reverse circle here. I figure. So Bernadette, what what do you got? What do you want to let people know about? I want people to hire me. Uh, my Instagram <laughs> is at not Bernadette. Uh, my Twitter is Bernadette says. Um, and also for our next episode, I want to redo Dear Evan Hansen. Just kidding. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you guys will hear about that in a, in some, something else. Some okay. other form of yeah. media. Anyway, Felicia, on to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have nothing to plug except myself. I also would like to be hired. <laughs> yes. Please hire me. Um... That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Would love a job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am not in the market for a job presently, but uh, you can go to my uh, my SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash octomammoth, uh, or my Twitter, twitter.com slash eight mammoth, the number eight, and then mammoth. It'll all be in the description, too. So exactly. that'll make life easier. I'm not looking for a job because fuck jobs. Fuck jobs. Jobs are stupid. I hate yeah. jobs. Reddit.com slash r slash anti-work, baby. That's where yeah. we're at. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing I've had to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm Hentai Pizza Lord. Uh, you can 
follow me on Twitter, and that's where all of the updates for Battle School Dropouts are happening still. Didn't make a uh, new thing yet, so... It's not going to happen before next episode either, I tell you yeah, what. Yeah, either way. fucking yeah. do that shit, and but that's, eventually. That's the only thing that fucking matters. Yeah. So, uh, if you want updates on that shit, you have to deal with, like, two shit posts and then a Battle School Dropouts thing. Two more shit posts, another Battle School Dropouts thing. That sounds That seems right. to be my ratio at this point. I think so. Um... So next episode, we haven't discussed this. I think I can say this though, and it could happen. What's that? Um, I want to do Platinum End. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Let's do There's it. There's six episodes of that out. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's finished. Okay. So uh, ideally, like if if we get our shit really together, we'll have it out at the end of February. <clears throat> Maybe it'll be the end of March. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get Charlie in because I know Charlie loves Platinum End. Oh yeah. Yeah. Apparently. So. Uh, that's my vote for next episode. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Okay. Um, also, Stu does the all the radical visuals, and I do all the music on the podcast. So mm. if you like those aspects, follow our respective social media platforms mm. to see more of that. Maybe. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Excellent episode. I think this was a really fun episode. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Very yeah. romantic. Yeah. yeah. Very romantic. <laughs> Very. Yeah. So much romance happening throughout mm-hmm. this. I, I feel mm-hmm. like this. Like, compared to the last episode, the Valentine's one, which was called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, I feel like this was a very romantic episode. That one was so depressing. <laughs> partially because the girl dies at the end, and partially because it was... Oh my Spoilers. god, I'm so sorry, Brennan. She, <laughs> she also dies at the beginning, so... Well, yeah, I mean, she... At the beginning? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but also because that movie was just out of... I mean, it was fine. It was okay. It was, it was, it was fine. fine. It was fine. I want to cry. I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she tells you, like, in the very beginning, she's like, I'm dying of pancreatic cancer. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's like one of the first... It's That's why she wants to eat the pancreas, because she, she, she's heard that if you eat somebody's, like, organ, we, then you gain their powers. There's a whole podcast that somebody... That hey, these two, wow. these check two out two Battle School Dropouts, yeah, Valentine's Day last year. I have a gift for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a whole podcast about it you can listen to. There's a whole podcast where we talk about a show and a movie we didn't really like. Yeah. It's great. Uh, CG cars are terrible. Yeah, awful looking awful. vehicles. Yeah, and that's the thing I wouldn't care about if the anime was better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said it. The book's supposed uh, to be better. I haven't read it, but I'll never be read. No, I'm never gonna read another book he, again. He can't read. No, <laughs> we can He's, read my because <laughs> because we watch these animes in Japanese and they have subtitles. Yeah. We can read subtitles, just not pages <laughs> on or not words on pages. pages. I'm illiterate, but I'm fluent in Japanese, and I've been hiding <laughs> this all along. I don't actually need to watch it. Subbed. <laughs> I can watch it in the original Japanese. I mean, I will say there were times where I was taking notes and I was like listening to what they were saying. I'm like, I don't know exactly what that word means, but I know it's not a full sentence. So I'm good. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thanks for listening. If you like this shit, also, I guess I should plug, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the Podbean, whatever. We post at the end of every month. Yeah. yeah. We're still on Spotify, you know, so if you have COVID, be sure to use some horse dewormer. Yeah, uh, exactly. Our, our yeah. boss, Joe Rogan, uh, Joseph Rogan himself, oh, uh, Joseph approves, Rogan. approves of this. Saint Joseph Rogan. Saint, jo- Saint Joseph Rogan. <laughs> and, his, and his holy ivermectin. 
I we've been getting more into MMA in the last few weeks, like watching it and stuff. What's that and have to do with anything? Well, because Joe Rogan Joe is Rogan. fucking everywhere there. He's, he's all he's over the, the place. He's what? one of the main like commentator announcer people. Yeah, I have to see he's, that dumb inter- motherfucker's face yeah. everywhere. Yeah, what? it sucks. Because yeah. he was like super into like fighting for like mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. fighting and Fear Factor. Yeah, the three Fs. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy fighting. Oh, wait, that's true. Whatever. Gatekeep guests. Exactly. Precisely. (laughs) Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. What a fucking podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day, Loverbug. Oh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day, sure. (laughs) Happy Galentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day.